This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone episode 116. Don't forget about the other guy. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash soulstone2016. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Patreon. Support the Shattered Soulstone. With your support, you can help the show grow. Become a Patreon today. Patreon.com slash soulstone. Coming to you from the dark recesses of the proverbial Dawn Forge Palace, this is episode 116 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It is Wednesday, April 6th. Nope, not quite, actually. That's what it was supposed to be when I was doing this, but, you know, it's Lantonio here, so everybody knows I can be a little bit of uh, delayed. I always have issues, blah, blah, whatever. Anyway, so today is April 8th. It is Friday. And we all know it's the lovely year of 2016. So I will be your host tonight. And I am joined by two of my party members. However, Jen? Nope, nope, Jen's not here. So, uh, Brasia? No, no. So I, I guess I have to go in a public game tonight. And, uh... I'll start with uh, someone. I think I can find somebody out there. Anybody out there? Anybody out there? Uh, how about this hometown hero 008? You there? Yo, yo, hey. Oh, man, I didn't realize I was going to join this public game tonight, but I'm here and I'm ready to participate. Yeah, I thought that uh, you couldn't hear me for a second or weren't there because I was sitting there trying to. I'm like introducing hello. Anybody? You know these public Anybody. games sometimes. <laughs> these public games sometimes can be a little iffy, and you gotta always make sure your party members uh, are on point. So, uh, Jesse, how are you then tonight? Man, I'm doing pretty good. I uh, started back doing my P90X3 workouts and tweaked my back, so I've been kind of laid up on the couch uh, these last two days. But it's all good because here in Augusta, Georgia. It's Masters Week. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's the most prestigious golf tournament in the world being mm-hmm. uh, uh, held about eh, four or five miles from my house right now. So this is the time you want to be in my town. So I've sat on the couch, I've watched golf, and I've drank beer, uh, and I've enjoyed my time. Awesome. That sounds like lots and lots of fun. Um, before I uh, go on past you or anything like that, though, um, Everyone knows that you're, you know, your hometown zero zero eight, and you know most of you us call you Jesse. But you know, just so I know, I'm not, you know, making any offense to anybody. Would you like to be called Jesse here on the show or hometown? You know, your local hometown hero is fine, or Jesse. Either one is fine. Doesn't matter. I'll answer to both. So uh, okay. I know my Twitter handle is hometown hero zero zero eight, but Jesse is perfectly fine. And your gamer tag, and everyone who knows you. For anybody who don't know you, could you tell a little bit about yourself? 
Yeah. Uh, Just a I've, quick little intro, whatever. I've been here in Augusta, Georgia for the last ooh, 30 years or so. Been playing Diablo since Diablo 2. I was on uh, some of the, what do we call them, Antonio? Dead and Waiting podcast with you guys. Went to BlizzCon with you guys in 2013. I've known uh, uh, known the Shattered Soulstone crew for quite a while, so I'm just glad to be on, glad to help out and bring any insight into uh, community Diablo 3 stuff that I can. Awesome, awesome, okay. Sounds really good. Um, how, uh, how, how long have you yourself been playing um, Diablo, I would say? I guess, you know, Make it an easier question for you, like, uh, were you into Diablo before Diablo 3? Oh, yeah, great question. I started Diablo 2 back in probably 2004, I think. Uh, I was working nights, so I, when I was off, I just stayed up all night and played Diablo 2. I stayed on that probably pretty hard till 2010, I'd say. Took a little bit of a lull from there, picked up Diablo 3 when they had the open beta, been on Diablo 3, I mean, every week essentially since launch so you know yeah. here i am season six still doing work so diablo 2 you said you just played online or were you like playing solo with mods or something or no yeah i was playing was online that... i did a lot of action. Yeah. yeah it was back probably 2005 to 2008 when i was playing real hard i had i used to run jbell games all night long if you played with me and ran a jbell game my paladin hammerden was doing work all night and I would uh, take the party uh, all the way to bail and remake another one. So let's see. Yes, we found out a little bit about you, Jesse. We uh, uh, talked about your past Diablo experience, pretty much. Um, so just um, in a nutshell, right now, okay, so we heard you played before Diablo 3. Uh, are you still playing Diablo 3 right now pretty heavily, or are you, you know, um, how could I say this? Uh or do you, do you find you're kind of moving on to other things? In season six, I'm still playing pretty, you know, kind of off and on. I'm at Paragon 718, I think I am season tonight. Season five? So, a season, no, we're, wait, are season we on? Season five? Or are you on PTR? Five? No, no, I haven't played season any six is on, Season six is on PTR, but season five is, is live okay. right now. I'm special. Season five, then. <laughs> um, been playing it. I'm Paragon 718, so we're still trying to go. I was really wanted to try to make the leaderboard. That was my goal, and right now I'm at, gosh, I think I'm at Greater Rift 77, and you got to get 81 to hit the leaderboard. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it, but I figured I might give it a little bit of a go and try to try to do the Caldasans despair on a few uh, items and try to try to make that little extra push to get onto the leaderboards here. Okay. So we're definitely you're definitely a seasonal player. It sounds like you played every season, or, or is this new to you, or or what? Oh yeah, I've definitely played every season. I've started every season, but I think mainly with you guys, honestly, um, on on season, you know, open nights and trying to trying to get to level seventy. It's been a, seasonal experience has really been fun. I've enjoyed it, and you know, I'll do next season too. Yeah. So. I would have to agree with you. I know, like, my favorite part of the seasons are, like, just the first day. You know, like, that just that rush to 70 when a lot of people are on and everybody's talking. It's really cool, you know. But uh, I guess I'm just going to go at it like this and just ask you a couple more questions so we can get to know you a little bit. Um, Just going to be some random Diablo questions. Does that sound okay to you? Oh, yeah, go for it. I'll probably fail if this is some kind of pop quiz or something. No, no, it's it's interview-style questions. But, um... 
Anyway, I was just gonna say, like, what what class are you playing now? I think you mentioned the Crusader, but uh, um, maybe if that is the class you're playing, um, maybe you know, talk about how much you're putting into it. Uh, favorite build, least favorite build, um, stuff like that. Yeah, I got you. I, uh, I've been playing Crusader um, between Crusader and Barb basically since the seasons have started. Uh, I've been doing which one is your favorite? I think the Crusader because I enjoy the Paladin so much, so it's kind of an offshoot of that. I've been uh, when I, yeah. we started this season, you know, they introduced that Thorns build, so I did that because that was the free set you got, and I did that, and I tried to, I kind of maxed it out, and I have switched over to the uh, Bombardment Nightmares build, and you know that's been, you know, it's really powerful. You can do a lot of DPS, so I, I've enjoyed that too. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it watching people play it on Twitch. But it's much more enjoyable to play than you you would think it would be. Right. Okay. Sounds cool. Sounds cool. Um, so, what what I can't remember if you said or not. Um, what build are what? Which one of the Crusader builds that you since that's your favorite is like you know you know up to now the ones that are available you know like the the known ones like the thorns and the, um, or the hammers or the we'll say like the shield bash builds or something or based on which set maybe you used. Um, which which one's your favorite, and which one are you, which what are you using currently? Yeah, uh, like I said, that I started with that thorns one. Uh, I have all the okay. sets, but is I that because really that's been... what you got from the? Uh, yeah, no, that's definitely right. why. When you, when you get to the same uh, here, uh, yeah, Hadric's gift and Hadric's gift. That. Yep. Yeah, so I've used that to start with, and then I, as I built my sets along, I really wanted to try to hammer it and build. Uh, but I never used it. I just I was watching Twitch a lot and saw a lot of the higher streamers were using the legacy of nightmares. I think that's called the that bombardment build, anyways, with the two rings. And uh, right. you know, it's just it was it's so powerful. So I said, you know what, I'm gonna go right to it. And I I moved into it right when I had all of the ancient pieces, and it's it really it's been fun. You think you're just kind of clicking some buttons and you know riding on a pony, but there's you know you're watching your uh, you know, make sure you have the physical prop off your ring come up. It's been a really good. Your Thorns build or your Legacy of Nightmare? No, the, yeah, the Legacy of Nightmares. So it's a, it's okay, you have yeah. the bombardment belt on, and that's kind of you know where you where you your centerpiece, and you use a bombardment with the the Thorns deal. Right. So for anyone out there who don't know, um, Legacy of Nightmare build. What it is, it's the uh, I believe it's the is it. It's um, the ring and amulet set, right? Or no, no, the ring it's just set. Two, yeah, yeah. It's two just rings, two rings. Right? Yeah, and, and, and it's okay. Uh, it's, it's the litany of the undaunted ring, and then what's the other one that it goes with, Jesse? I, I, if you can remember. Um, oh shoot! It's escaping me right now. I can look it up here for. I, I mean, I should know this. This is the kind of stuff I'm like, ugh, why don't I know that? <laughs> and then I have to look it up. But uh, while I'm looking for that. Um, We'll see. What's it called here? It's Litany of the Undaunted, and everyone out there probably knows exactly what it is, and it's screaming at me like, You imbecile! Why don't you know this? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but, uh, let's see. Litany of the Undaunted. Why can't I not the, remember the, wa- the other? Wailing Host. Wailing Host. That's it. Man, I should have known that, too. But, uh, anyway, when you use those, this, uh, um, uh, these two rings together, it makes the Legacy of Nightmare set. And the bonus that you get with it is, uh, while this is your only set item, um, 
Bonus, every ancient item you have equipped it increases your damage dealt by 100% and reduces your damage taken by 4%. So what makes this extremely powerful is um, use this one set, okay, and then every item that's ancient, you get 100% boost for damage. So I just think of all them extra items. If you have an ancient in every piece, which I'm sure that can be ancient set piece or or ancient uh, ancient regular gear uh, or regular legendary, um, you couldn't have a, a set of the of the set pieces like multiple ones because you only have one set for it to work. Um, but you could use like a single set piece. Um, that's that right. Yeah, you can't you can't get any set bonuses. So that's the key. Other than the two rings. Right. Exactly. So, um, you know, you let's see, you'd have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You basically have a thousand percent possible damage upgrade, um, which is just insane. Um, so, I mean, imagine that. And then you got the, it's like four times eight, you have the 30, 32% damage reduction, extra damage reduction. So, think of that amount of damage plus damage reduction i mean it's it's just, it speaks for itself at why it's so powerful even before trying it i personally haven't made the build yet but i've seen it in action and it's it's like thorns on steroids is what i would say um, you know it's really really cool i mean i've watched it anyone who's interested in looking it up i know um over at west march workshop uh uh, Leviathan has a build of it on his YouTube and stuff that you could check out and that's you know a pretty good setting of it if anyone wants to check that out but I mean basically once you have the set um, I, I think you're basically running isn't it a lot of bombardments basically that are hitting nonstop and then while you're and then use uh, also a, you're using your thorns kind of while um, using uh, your steed charge right Yep. So the, the, the main key circles around belt of the trove that's the belt that gives you the bombardment attacks every six to eight seconds so you use that yep. and then you then you use bombardment too with all of course you have to have all other ancient pieces uh and, and if you can time it you want to time it with your convention of elements because that's the ring that gives you the the 200 increased damage every time it rotates through that element so you time mm -hmm. iron skin bombardment right on the time that 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 physical is on so so when you're watching someone play it on twitch or whatever it doesn't look that complicated because right. you it just looks like they're kind of steed charging around and running around mobs and then all of a sudden everything dies well it's because you time everything perfectly when you hit it that you really can get that just massive damage uh bonus and boost there and then you just you run around till your till that physical pops up on your convention of elements hit all your stuff that's on cooldown bam everything dies Right, confirm you're playing softcore this season, correct? Oh yeah, softcore, just, yeah. yeah. Right, okay, and just checking, um, I know you usually play hardcore with me, but you probably did, I don't know if you did both or not this season, but uh, you know, everyone needs to break here and there, whatever. Um, so I'm sure that'd be pretty cool. I personally, I have a softcore character myself this time, but everyone knows I play mostly hardcore, so I didn't get a lot of time into it. Um, but uh, we're not talking about me right now. We're talking about you. So, have you done? Are you rocking anything else on um, this season? Like for an additional class? Like I know you mentioned you play barbarian as well. Are you like using an alt as a barbarian, or just kind of sticking to straight crusader right this time around? You know, normally I did. I played hardcore probably for the last four seasons, I guess. And I had some started having some internet issues. The irony is, I had the Comcast guy come out and I had some bad cables here and there so that you solved my internet issues today which is kind of funny but 
Um, so mm-hmm. now my internet's back running good and I haven't had any issues. But no, I've, I've played Strictly cool. Crusader this time. Usually I have had a backup and playing hardcore, you kind of want to have a backup, but playing softcore, it didn't matter if I die, just r- resurrect my, you know, and keep going. So yeah, for sure. it's been pretty good. You know, when I've had those lag spikes and those issues, it, it hasn't been worrisome and I haven't, you know, got tachycardic and hypertensive I, and got pissed off. So I just die and you come back to life and hey, I, there you are. I hear you. It's nice. You know, I've actually... After this season, you know, I've I've always been, you know what, I don't even know if I could go back to softcore anymore. It's kind of mind-numbing and blah, 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 because, you know, that doesn't mean anything. But, you know, they, they still mean something, and they still can be annoying. And, you know, but uh, what I noticed is that I did go back and play softcore for a little while to play with um, some of my other friends that were playing softcore only. Uh, actually, I started with you, Jesse. Um, you power leveled me up to, like, uh, like 60, and then uh, Schmitty, another one of our friends and listeners, uh he finished me out and uh, got me some Paragon oh, levels. He finished, he finished uh, you off? Okay. To 70, you know, because um, you ran out of time. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty fun. I mean, I this season, I don't know if you heard a few episodes back or not, but I lost my first 70-plus um, hardcore character. So I kind of finally got to feel what it is like to die and have to start all over. Um, fortunately, like, when I died... I didn't have anything like like a full build ready to go and replace um, or anything like that. But I had like three pieces or so or of most every other Crusader set. Uh, so I could kind of like start off somewhere. Um, I mean, I think right off the bat, once I got to 70, again in hardcore, by the way, I was able to like, I had, a, I think I had a few of the hammered in set, um, which is the something of light I um, I'd have to look really quick what it's called again but it's the uh, it's the light uh, I gotta look at it um let me see here really quick uh, heart of the I, I mean I remember all the single pieces things but I gotta remember what the actual set is called uh, mantle of light is that what it's called or no seeker of the light okay that's it that's the, that's the actual set uh, name is called the seeker of the light See, I always can't remember it, but what that set does, it's basically a hammered in set, and uh, the first set bonus you get, which is the two-piece, is every use of your blessed hammer uh, that hits enemies reduces the cooldown of falling sword and provoke by one second, so that's basically giving you some extra cooldown. Uh, the four-piece bonus is uh, you take 50% less damage for eight seconds after landing your falling sword, so, you know, you get... Um, every time you're using Falling Sword, you're getting uh, damage reduction 50% for a little while, which you want to use that pretty much all the time, so you can always have it running. And then when you get the six set piece, you get your damage buff, which is huge for the hammers. It's uh, 1,250%, and then you also get some more damage on your Falling Sword of 500%. Um, however, I think Falling Sword is really more about getting the damage reduction and the mobility a part of it, you know, and then, you know, casting your... And, um, debilitating your other enemies to hurt them so you can kind of you know reduce all their damages and stuff which i'll tell you about that a little bit later but yeah um i first like you know like jesse said when because i'm a crusader fan majorly um the only thing i'd probably like better than the crusader is maybe the witch doctor um but the crusader is definitely up there it brings me so much memories of diablo 2 i love the paladin and the hammered in um but i didn't I, when I first started, like I said, I did the Invoker set as well because that was the one given by Hadrick's Gift. And, uh, you know, I was doing pretty good with it. Thought I was, I was you know, a real BA. And um, 
then you know I'm not gonna say the whole story again but obviously I got just spanked um, long story short uh, I don't know if it was a glitch or what I can't blame it on that because they have no proof but it did seem a little weird um, in T10 uh, Adria uh, put the smack down on me and I had just gotten like a bunch of good stuff and new gear and finished leveling some gems so I really it really got hurt on that one but I came back so anyway yeah um, what I'm doing in game since I started talking uh, with that is just trying to continue to make that hammer you know hammers now it's like my new set you know just trying to make that better and better as I go um, but when I talk fully about what I've been up to in game I'll tell a little bit more of that but leaning back to you Jesse um, let's see we got your your builds what you're doing right now um, let's pull it back a little bit um, so I'm just wondering uh, outside of the video game have you ever gotten into anything else like maybe the lore like the books or um, any of the other media surrounding the Diablo games anything else kind of like let's say specifically like have you read any of the Diablo novels maybe all right I'll, I'll come out and I'll be reader. honest here yeah I've uh, I was kind of pseudo interested in the Sorry, lore you gotta say that one over robotic yeah I was pseudo interested in the lore um, coming from Diablo 2 and I watched all the cutscenes you know the first couple times we played through Diablo 3 but honestly man I haven't uh, kept up on it to me Diablo 3 has got a cool you know story but it's all about the gameplay man and, and the gameplay is where okay. it's at right awesome I mean some people are into both some people are into one whatever it's all on you but you haven't like gotten into any like the like the actual books yourself uh, uh no okay yeah, no that's cool um if you ever were to I, I highly recommend um a couple of them especially uh like uh see kingdom of shadows um and the moon of the spider those are like by far very very awesome me just knowing you on a personal note i think you'd like those they're pretty good but well, you know on a, someday on maybe a right? on a personal note you know i can barely read bro so <laughs> <laughs> that's okay but uh let's see um is there anything extra i wanted to ask you specifically okay how about this if you could add one feature or item to Diablo 3, what would it be? Oh man, that's a good question, man. I on the spot. Um, I think the the one thing that I that you know this is kind of a rose tinted glasses type nostalgic thing, but I miss rune words. I think rune words were such an integral part of Diablo 2. I know they came kind of later in, but rune words hit really big right when I started playing Diablo 2, and that's something that I miss. And I think that. Just that aspect of having so many different things you could do is, was a really cool thing. And, you know, it's not that there's not oh, a yeah, lot of very much things so. in, in Diablo 3, but I, I really miss the rune words and really hard, hard searching those runes and trying to come up with the perfect recipe, you know, to put that, you know, enigma oh, together sure. or whatever it is. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. I, I One of my favorite things from Diablo, uh, Diablo 2 was that, you know, so... Um, between that and you know and trading like I've said a hundred times but uh, one more question for you it's actually our question of the show and I don't know if you did a tweet if you let me know right now if you if you tweeted an answer for our question of the show I won't ask you and I'll save it for the tweets but if not I'm gonna ask you so should I ask you or shouldn't I <laughs> okay all right in all truthfulness I did not answer the tweet of the show 
No, that's no problem. It's no judgment. Um, so the question I have for you then is, how could Diablo three, if and you'll understand why I'm asking this if you listen to the last episode. If not, no big deal. But um, you can always go back. Uh, how could Diablo three's social aspect be improved? And that question kind of came from the discussion that Brazier and I were having in the last episode. Oh man, yeah. No, the the last episode is definitely in my podcast to listen to. But I've got so many that man, I'm overloaded in podcasts that I'm listening to right now. <laughs> but sir. Serial just wraps, so that's one less that I have to worry about. So, um, but uh, no, I, I I didn't hear that last one. But one thing I think that would be good, and I'm sure this is probably the same thing you said that I miss, and it's obviously another rose tinted glasses nostalgic thing. But trading with, being able to get all these items and help your buddy out, even if you're not in the same game with them, I, I just some sort of I trading, miss the trading right? aspect. Yeah, that's something that just seems like it resonates big with me. That would that would help improve some of that you know to make a long aspect. story short when i was talking with brazia i basically brought up that i had been playing a little bit of diablo 2 and that i realized like how much easier it felt to like for me to like being able to make a game and name it and stuff and like do trade and then also go out and like mf while you're waiting to do your trade yeah. made it so much easier to like meet new people and talk to new people because it was like an icebreaker excuse me so that's kind of what we were asking if anybody thought of anything because you know it's so hard to say for Diablo 3 okay make trading possible well you can't just slap trading into the game um so what my suggestion was and I don't know what you think about it um but uh like I would totally make named games available like you know how right now you can say I was thinking game or you have a Mm-hmm. Just all, just make named games available. I know you can do brawling, rifting, whatever. But um, what I'd like to be able to do is, hey, we're all gonna just run, uh, like, run campaign through from the beginning. Who wants to join? Or, hey, um, we're let's have all crusaders come so we can do this. Just what you know, name your game and have like a little slot of named games that you can you can click to join, kind of like in Diablo 2's like you know lobby, something like that. It would just make it. Really, I don't think that'd be too difficult to implement. You know, I don't know how that works, but something like that I think would help hugely. Um, but uh, going on, um, we've been talking a little while here. It lasted a little bit longer than I uh, anticipated. So uh, we pretty much kind of went through what you've been up to, Jesse. Learned a little bit about you, which is what I wanted to do in case anybody didn't know. Um, when it comes to, you know, like how you've been, you know, basically real life, whatever, in-game, out-of-game, anything else you'd like to add quick before we move on a little bit? Nah, man, I'll keep it short. Masters Week, Back Hurt, Diablo, Hearthstone, Family, there you go. Okay. You got it. Awesome. Okay. All right. Um, well, you know, strength in numbers, guys, right? Strength in numbers. So. Word. What is what is strength in numbers? Strength in numbers is you know you get a buff for more party members, and you know I did mention that I was joined by two party members, and we've only heard one so far. So you know I th- I think it's probably about time. And, I mean as long as our our my guest or my other party member here hasn't fallen asleep or anything, and we know falling asleep and you know in hardcore can be very dangerous. So. Um, I got someone that uh, I'm very interested in getting to know. Um, I have heard a lot 
and he has emailed the show a lot, and I'm learning a lot about him, which has intrigued me very much um, to add this person to my party for tonight and learn a little bit about him. Um, so I want to welcome to the show and, and introduce and interview and talk to uh, my good friend, Wes Bertilio. So, Wes Bertilio, are you still there with me? Ooh, yeah, 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 I'm here. How's it going? Hey, you are here. <laughs> I didn't forget about you, but we got a little tangented there. I, I was going to kind of bring you in a little differently this time, but you know what? Let's just, let's, you know, you got to go with the flow. Like I said, we just kind of see what happens, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyone who doesn't know, Wes Bertilio is um, a listener of ours, you know, another Diablo loot deviant. And um, he sent in a few emails in the past and... Um, a couple of his emails have been really, really brought a lot into my life, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring him on, interview you, because I didn't even really tell you yet why I asked you to be a guest on the show, but, um, and we'll talk about it once we got getting into this part of that part of the show, but uh, for instance, you emailed a while back when you were first starting to email the show, something that I really, really felt in common with about playing with your, your. Uh, was it, I think you said your stepfather and getting to be really good friends and learning how to play like together at Diablo 2, I believe it was? Uh, Diablo 1, Is that actually. Correct? Diablo 1, was it? Okay. Um, but your story, which we can bring up here, like I said, in, in a few minutes, uh, really, you know, like brought up a lot of memories with me and my uh, brother-in-law, which kind of brought us together. So, that being said, how are you doing um, outside a game? How's it going? How's life treating you? Oh, I've been phenomenal. I just just built a new PC and set my laptop aside. It is now dead for the time being. Built the computer, my new computer from the ground up, and it's beautiful. It glows red. It's awesome. Super excited about it. I'm on it right now and haven't had a problem with it. Outside of that, job's going great. And everything's everything's going fine. I'm I'm fantastic. Great. Well, um, that being said, I got a little bit of scoop. So you built computers, so I'm sure that's obviously something you like to do. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your little intro about yourself, kind of like uh, Hometown did. Um, how old are you? Where are you from? Um, Where did you get your, uh, your, your name? Um, what do you like to be called? Start with those. Okay. Um, well, a little bit about me, I guess, is... First off, my, my name is Dylan. I'm 22. Uh, I don't really care if you call me Westpertilio or Dylan, whichever. doesn't matter. Um, okay. Let's see. I started playing Diablo 1 uh, a couple years before Diablo 2 came out. I was Obviously, I'm 22 now, so I was really young at the time. But I still remember every bit I of it. I thought I was young when I started that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I can thank my now, you know, ex stepdad for that. I, that's uh, I don't regret anything about that, and he he's mm -hmm. very holds a very special place in my heart because of what he did. But uh, outside of that, yeah. I was you know born in Georgia, and I live in Indiana. Um, it's boring here in Indiana, but outside of that, you know got the Diablo community to keep me company and I'm I'm happy with where I'm at good yeah awesome I mean and you said you have the Diablo community to keep you happy and hopefully uh, our community little community here can help to help out with that because I think you know we are a community podcast so 
and I, I like this style of podcast way better than, you know, and at least to me, when it comes to doing it, um, especially too. I mean, I, I can, I very much enjoy listening to like, you know, highly hardcore info based and um, gameplay based shows as well. But, you know, I think uh, the, someone needs to speak for the community. And, and that's why I'm another reason why I wanted um, you, you guys on, you know, while Jenna and Brazier were busy. You know, since it is a community show, what better way to do a show than have some community members on? And I actually want to do this, you know, a lot more often. So, um, you know, maybe once a month even, uh, you know, because like I said, we, we have at least two shows a month. You know, if we have extra time, we'll do some more. I might do a Dead and Waitings sometime, blah, blah, blah. Anyone who doesn't know what those are, it's pretty much like um, game night style shows. And, uh, yeah, so if you're interested, just uh, email me. I, I got the ball rolling by um, sending out to Dylan Westportilio here um, just because he intrigued me. And um, later, like I said, we'll, we'll get more into detail on why that is. But, uh, yeah, I mean... I, I, I haven't met anyone in our community that I really didn't like yet. Um, everyone seems to get along great. We have a lot of mature people. So I want to thank everyone out there who listens and is in our community for doing that. I mean, every time I meet a new person, they always want to help. They always want to be nice. They want to help anybody. And that's great. You know, it's I, I, I like being in a community that I don't have to hear noob this, noob that, um, you know, internet warrior this, internet warrior that. So thank you all for being that way and appreciate it very much but back to you dylan if you don't mind i'm just gonna can i call you dylan is that okay it's a little bit shorter yeah, than west Ilio, so it rings a little better <laughs> yeah it's perfectly fine with me before it um for anyone listening though before i do start calling you dylan uh where did west i'm curious um i mean i know but no one else knows yet where does west Bertilio come for come from it's kind of a uh name. west Bertilio is the yeah, yeah. Uh, well, one it intrigued me to hear because it, to me, it sounds really awesome. It you know rolls off the tongue. It it's it just sounds really cool and it's spelled really cool too. But uh, I'll get into that in a second. But it's um, it means bat in Latin. I am hugely hugely into bats. I love every bit of them. Uh, all the different species of bats, whatever. I I just have an affinity for them. And uh, I took a Latin class in high school and whatnot. And that was actually one of the things. They taught us in class, and I, I just, I was drawn to it immediately. So um, I made that my my username, and I'm I'm happy it wasn't taken. <laughs> but uh, um, is, is that yeah, a, a uh, is there is there, is there sorry is there is there a reason for your uh, likeness the best? Are we uh, we're not talking like a Bruce Wayne style fell into a, a <laughs> cave and had bats scare you as a child, and now we're talking to future Batman here, are we? But I mean, just to give you a little, little hard time. But uh, <laughs> where did your um, where did your likeness uh, of bats come into play? Like, when did you start that? How did that happen? I'm um, curious to know. Honestly, I I don't know exactly when it first started. I don't remember, but uh, I can tell you it's not anything like Batman. <laughs> I didn't I didn't <laughs> fall into a well or anything. And no, uh, I just I, um, <clears throat> for some reason I just. I kept seeing pictures of them. I don't know if I learned about them in school or whatever. Uh, I don't know how it originally started, but uh, I just remembered seeing them, getting real into them, uh, like reading books about them, getting to learn uh, learn detailed um, aspects about you know uh, what makes a bat a bat, you know. And uh, I mean, some of them, I 
I find just very intriguing, you know, vampire bats, fox bats, stuff like that. There's cute ones, there's less cute ones, but, you know, they can all be cute in their own way if you want to look at it that way, but I don't <laughs> know. Ones, scary ones, big ones, small ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I understand. So. Cool, cool. Kind of reminds me of, like, I got into tigers at a, uh, tigers and dragons at a really young age, and I, I mean, more tigers, don't know why. I tattooed one on me. I just think they're beautiful creatures you know everyone likes what they like i mean there's one thing out there i don't understand why anybody likes which spiders can't understand it <laughs> they you know i i don't i understand why they're there they have a purpose but why anyone would like them especially as a pet is beyond me <laughs> but uh, you know like, it's their own <laughs> Ugh, spiders i don't even like playing yeah. the, i don't even like playing the caverns of arenia oh <laughs> but <laughs> You know, and then like I play Skyrim a lot outside of Diablo, so you know you got all those big spiders in those caves. Ugh, yuck. Oh yeah, got the frost spiders—they can be deadly at the beginning too. Man. Oh yeah, sure. Especially if you're not playing like you know novice, where you can kill everything in one hit. So oh, yeah. that should be tough. But anyway, um, I'm gonna go ahead and kind of, uh, as long as it's okay with you. Um, just to kind of get to know you a little bit better off the start, interview you a little bit with a few uh, basic questions, kind of like I did with uh, Jesse over there. Is that all right with you? Yeah, not a problem. Go for it. Awesome. Sounds good. So, um, what's your, in, you know, in a shorter version right now, we'll get into a little more in a little bit here, but what is your history, like, with Diablo franchise? Uh, what about Diablo originally hooked you? What got you into it? Um, you know, how did you start? Well, uh, as far as if we, I'm just going to leave my stepdad out of this one uh, for now. Okay. Um, I'm just going to be, well, I started on Diablo 1. Uh, obviously, I was really young, maybe 8, 9, 10. I don't, I don't remember my age. But uh, it intrigued me because, I honestly, I was not into anything scary at the time. I'd, I was just a little kid scared of everything. and uh, But for some reason, this one just... Being the hero, being uh, having the capability to play exactly how you wanted to play, and just going down into the dungeon and just hacking away at skeletons—that was amazing to me. It drew me in, grabbed my attention, started going. The deeper, and deeper I got, yeah, it got scarier and whatnot. The music, oh man, I remember the music. That was the scariest part for me, uh, and I love that. You know, on the show, you guys play in the background, which is amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, speaking um, of Diablo 1, because you said Diablo 1, and because we're kind of, you know, not too far off on, like, age ages when we started playing Diablo, um, would you have to say, like, it took me a long time, because, you know, being a child in my mind, to, like, get past a certain point in Diablo 1. Like, I, I remember I'd be at my, my uncle's house when I first got introduced to Diablo, and, like, I'd, I'd get to, like, the butcher, and, like, a hundred times, it's about as far as I ever got. And then I finally, you know, got my own computer, brought, brought the game home, you know, when I had time to actually play it, and then eventually, you know, got farther into the game. Did you find yourself uh, in a situation kind of like that, or did you just kind of pick it up and never stop? Um, yes and no. Uh, first off, I only played... Uh, I only played Diablo when um, when my stepdad was there because it was him and my game. It, it, I didn't really play it without him, so I, I didn't play a whole lot, I guess. 
um, maybe a few times a week. Um, but yeah, the butcher was a struggle at first for actually both of us, uh, his character and my character. And but first time we beat him, completely memorable. It was amazing. I I don't I don't think I fought him a hundred times or anything like that. I think I I was able to do it pretty quick. But uh, I will mention this, though. I had no idea until a few months ago, like just a couple podcasts back when you first started talking that you got back into Diablo 1, that uh, I had no idea you could start a new game with the same character. Oh, really? The okay. Whole time, and, uh, I had that no idea. Were you playing as like the warrior, uh, the warrior or the sorcerer or the rogue? Uh, I was playing as the warrior. Um, I... Okay. I don't know. It was fit my game style at the time. Um, I'd try the other ones now, but uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So I, I only got so far, and it just became too hard to uh, for me to move. Essentially, I think I got the furthest I ever got back then was maybe to. Uh, I just got into the cave. So what was that? Dungeon 11, 11 or twelve. I think I was in the first level when the uh, when it went from the catacombs to caves. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and then that part I just started getting stomped on. Like uh, I mean, I, I'd still play. I'd still try my best, oh, just sure. keep, just keep uh, pulling enemies out and killing them one at a time. But I, I just got mm-hmm. so stuck. But yeah, like I said, I didn't right. know you could restart and go back and get gear. And yeah, that's so funny because I had the same. And I, I've noticed every time I've really done a good playthrough at about the caves is about when you're um, about ready to have to do either a restart or go back and somehow gear better or find something or, you know, or uh, make people come to you. You know what I mean? Like pirate or yeah. what do you call it? Uh, make people come. I, I forget the term, but you know I what do. I mean? Like make, yeah, kite them to you. Right, exactly. Um, so, yeah, because especially once you get to the cave that's when you're getting a lot of or the caves when you're starting to get a lot of those you know off-screen shooters are starting to blow blasts at you from a distance and you know you got your fire um guys and stuff like the horsemen and stuff uh, they're starting to you know throw mate or mage spells at you and all that good stuff you know where people are so much stronger hitting so much faster and you know the warrior being the warrior as you were i'm sure you probably didn't do much when it comes to magic to begin with i know my first time around i thought oh i'd be a warrior and i'd do magic as well and i would stack magic anywhere but the warrior just has no mana and stuff you know and you can't waste too much mana or you won't have enough strength to do you know what i mean so yeah, it yeah. was hard to get a, you know to k- get up to them people before they would put the whooping on you you know <laughs> so yeah yeah exactly back back then neither my dad or me we had no idea how the magic system even worked so we didn't even bother with it um but actually uh a few weeks ago i I got burned out of diablo 3 for a little while uh and i decided to boot up diablo 1 and play through it um and so i actually went through and beat the game a few weeks ago and i you know implementing that new game system that you taught me and I, i couldn't believe the difference. Same it was, time that I did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I had the same thing. I think I I got the 
the Skeleton King, my first playthrough. I think I went down to about level 4, restarted. Uh, I really wanted to fight the Butcher. I rolled the Skeleton King again, uh, took him out, and then restarted the third time, got the Butcher, then I just kept going. I think I got to level 9. Uh, and then I restarted for a fourth time, and that fourth restart I played through the rest of the game and beat it. Cool. I wonder, I don't think there is a way, maybe using like a, a client, like like Game Ranger, a third-party client or something for a server, um, if there's a way you could still get a multiplayer go game going, I'm pretty sure maybe with like Game Ranger, you could server client it. It's like a program that um, runs servers for old games that don't like um, host themselves anymore. Uh, so when I thought to myself, oh man, how cool would it be to be able to do this with a partner? again and like someone like yourself would be awesome to go back and play with um i actually you know i didn't know anything about spells and stuff to begin with either i was always a hack and slash guy I never played spell classes because they were always ridiculously hard to figure out for me um in my you know small brain that i had when i was little so uh but i, I did realize once i learned how to do spells how powerful the sorcerer is in diablo one i mean it's it's beyond a doubt if you know how to build a sorcerer in Diablo 1, you can walk that game in one playthrough no problem. Uh, depending on, of course, if you get lucky enough to get the right books, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I got a bunch of books while playing the Warrior class uh, recently. I just, obviously, I couldn't use any of them. My, my magic wasn't high enough. But, um, but, yeah, I didn't roll too many. I kept finding the same uh, the same kind of lower lower level spells. I just found a bunch of those. I didn't get. I didn't get, get like apocalypse. Never saw it. Okay. Any of them? Yeah. This is a, is a harder one to find. Um, another thing I could teach you. You might. I don't know if you know or not, but um, when it comes to Diablo One, you as long as you have boosted stats, you can still read a book. So, uh, and once you have the spell, you can use it whether or not your mana or energy points are 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 up to what you need to be to use it or to like read the book so for instance it says um i forget if it's energy or just mana that you have to i think it's energy you have to have so many energy points or so many magic points right yeah yeah to be able to read a book. Mana, actually yeah yeah right okay so whatever it says you, let's say you need 50 mana points to read this book at this level or whatever um what you can do is buy gear and have a gear set that you can put on your guy so that your mana for that specific time is high enough to read that book and then switch back to the class that you um or to your gear that you know builds your strength up and stuff that helps your warrior and then um you can still then you can still use that that spell at that level so that makes it so that you can have really really powerful spells even though you're using a, a warrior class to help out with those ranged characters so i'm not sure if you knew you could do that or not but that would be a big help i'm sure for you too uh, I think I ran into that a little bit, but I didn't really realize what was going on. I was just like, hey, I can read this book now, and I read it and then you know, sold the rest or whatever, but I didn't realize exactly what was going on. Um, but yeah, what, what happened with me is when I would read that, say I'd get like a healing spell, uh, I'd have it at level one, yeah, I could use it, I was excited, I could use it. I got it to like level four, and I couldn't use it anymore, because I, I my mana wasn't high enough, and that disappointed me, but well, what right. can you do? Because then it could cost a little bit too much mana too, right? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, and uh, before I forget, uh, I actually did uh, get Game Ranger just because, I mean, you mentioned it on the podcast. I okay. tried everything I could to get it to work outside of a Game Ranger, and I couldn't do it. So I got Game Ranger, did it, and I'd be more than happy to play multiplayer with you if you'd like. Oh, so you did get, get to work on Game Ranger. Yes, correct. That, that's awesome, because were, were you the one who emailed about um, trying to be able to play it on a server and it wouldn't work, or on a certain on something? No, I, that wasn't or me. Or was that someone else? Okay. Yeah, else. somebody had actually emailed asking if there was a way to pop up old servers on games and stuff because they couldn't uh, figure out how to do it. And yeah, that's what I use. But yeah, I have Game Ranger. It, it, it took me a little bit to figure it out how it worked, but once I figured out how it worked, it's great for certain games that no longer you know host their own servers. But yeah, if we could get that to work, I man, maybe we'll even try it after the show tonight if you got a minute. It would be yeah. insane just to see if it works. I mean, we obviously don't got to start or nothing, but how fun would that yeah. be to? Start uh, a, a D one game in a, in a party. Oh, I would have so much that fun. That would be amazing. <laughs> Question for you: Have you ever had a chance to play the? I mean, uh, hush, hush. Oh, oh my gosh, if I say this for certain people, but Hellfire or just Diablo one? Um, you even know what Hellfire I actually, is? Actually, yeah, yeah, I know Hellfire is. I actually have not been able to play it. Unfortunately, I cannot. Currently, I cannot find it anywhere because I did try to play it recently. I'm like, I, I looked online trying to find pl- things for it, and mm-hmm. I found it. Com- like, uh, it comes with the game if you buy it. Mm-hmm. But the cheapest I found the game is like $130 for Diablo One with Hellfire. Yeah, the reason being is I don't think I don't I don't believe Sierra is a company anymore. Okay. I don't think they make it. Yeah. But I will totally help you out. On that, I will totally get, give you Hellfire. Um, if I, if you need separate CD keys, I'm pretty sure I even have extra copies of it. Um, so yeah, I, I got you covered on there. Just uh, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, for sure, if you'd be yeah. interested, I'd love to hook you up with Hellfire. Um, oh, I don't yeah. know why people shun it because it's not like made from Blizzard, it's made from Sierra, you know, and it was just, it was yeah, added yeah. to it. But there's like a lot of really fun quests that go into that. Like, uh, um, you know, where you go to to reach Adria. Uh, yeah. In the first other one, um, if you go south of that, there's like a, a little bridge that looks like it would go to a secret area over there. And in Hellfire, you you gotta like blow up and make a hole where you blow up into like a maggot layer right there, and that's a whole different area. And then you also get to go um, up by where you would come out from the I believe the catacombs exit, the the secondary exit for the catacombs yeah, I believe, yeah. um, or the monastery area in the game game outside of the church there is there's a whole new area there too with a pretty strong guy and that's pretty insane wow. area to play yeah, yeah definitely. there's actually quite a bit added to it also um when you're going down to normal diablo there's a lot more stuff added in and blah 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 so it, it makes it a lot more a lot, lot, lot more stuff to do and stuff like that uh, i know one thing people had a problem with it which i don't care you just don't do it but it, you were able to um like dupe gold and stuff and get like unlimited amounts of gold when playing hellfire so some people would be like everyone's cheating but it's like whatever there was no leaderboards or anything i don't believe for hellfire anyway so it's not like it mattered it's just like modding your game if you want to you want to if you don't don't um yeah i, mean, I, I, I don't i yeah go ahead uh so I, I don't really uh, understand the point in that just because i mean i if i needed it, it it would be fun to do i mean it's not really that big a deal to just add you know just grind for gold or whatever but 
uh, I don't know if you'd need to because when I when I played a few weeks ago, um, I mean, I walked out of there. I mean, I killed Diablo, and up in town, I had close to two hundred thousand gold sitting on the ground. I had nothing to spend on. Like I had nothing to do mm-hmm. with it. So I mean, I don't really know. Yeah. What else? I mean, why would you need so much more money than that? And I got that legitimately just going through the dungeons. I mean, yeah. Sure. Well, one reason I can tell you in Hellfire, um, I I don't know if it limits it eventually, but in Hellfire you can actually from uh, from the healer, from um, I forget his name, but uh, Pepin? Penlin, Pepin, I think he actually sells elixirs of like strength or mana or. Um, or vitality stuff like that so you can get free points there or like one point for elixir and they're like 10,000 gold I think a piece or 5,000 gold a piece something like that they're pretty expensive um, and oh, they'll yeah, have like yeah. a lot so you can totally add a ton of points by spending a ton of money there also the items in Hellfire because see when I, every time I go back and play Diablo uh, I play in Hellfire just because I have it right why not add the extra stuff right yeah, um, yeah. so uh there's a lot more expensive stuff and a lot more stuff to buy, um, like a lot more books, spells, just this and that. And I know, like, for instance, I, I yeah, you can easily make enough gold if you just play. But some people, you know, that they, they want the gold right away in the beginning, so it's a quicker boost to start out with. Um, but teach their own with that. I won't get into that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I know that, like, in my style of gameplay, there's always stuff, it seems like, to buy if you really want to. Um, I, I mean, once I once I learned that you could use the map for a stash, because I actually didn't know that for a really long time. So oh, yeah? newish, um, I wanted to just have gear everywhere, right? I always had, because I wanted stuff to, like, when I was doing books, I could um, boost my magic. Or when I was doing uh, strength, I could boost this and that. Because I always, like, boosted it so I could get stuff to wear and then um, take it off or, or switch it somehow so that it was kind of glitched onto my guy because um, it would work mm. even even if it showed it red as long as you got it to be on yourself it would still work I don't know if it really? ever fixed that fire that worked because like you let's know, see, I, uh, close to I head. remember go ahead I said, okay like if you had gloves that had like 10 to strength then you could uh put those gloves on uh put then put armor on that you know required that extra 10 strength take those gloves off the armor would show red on the guy but then it would still you still have that armor rating it would still work um that was in hellfire could have been a glitch or something i don't know but i used to i used to notice that worked but anyway i i don't know about the armor i never tried it with armor but i know with the weapon it doesn't work because i i've been able to like say uh equip an axe that required 65 strength and i you know had an item that increased my strength by 10 to just get it up past that point and i'd equip it but as soon as it turned red um it, it would still be equipped in my inventory but it wouldn't even show up on my character in game like i just pull out my fists right right well you know it different areas i can't remember if i ever did it with weapons or not but i just know there'd be all kinds of cool stuff about it. plus i like to go over to work and do a lot of gambling as well because um yeah. there's actually some in diablo one and in hellfire there's some secret items that you can only get through work and they're very 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 rare so um i'd have to look up the list to find the few that are there but you can only get it through work they're very rare so you can spend a ton of gold trying to get the stuff oh yeah um, i'm sure 
yeah, yeah. Let's uh, move on from Diablo One, um, just because we're pulling in quite a bit of time here, and we got a lot more to go. But yeah, we'll definitely talk a lot more and uh, play some more Diablo One. But um, how about uh, some more of your history of your Diablo? So you started Diablo One. Um, you got into I can't remember if we stopped here or not, but you got into Diablo Two ever then too as well or? Yes, uh, I got into Diablo 2. Unfortunately, I was never able to beat that game just because um, we, my dad and I decided to, or we, we installed it on a different computer. And for some reason, we, we played for a few months. We got pretty far. We got to Act 2, you know, and uh, I think close to Act 3. But they, something happened with the computer. And we didn't have another computer that could run it, so I mean, we we got years behind at that point. I don't know why we didn't get another computer. I, I was a little kid at the time. Maybe we didn't have the funding for it. But uh, um, yeah, so I got into it real heavily. I played the Necromancer. I loved every bit of it. Um, nice. But you know, like I said, I, I couldn't. I never got a chance to beat it. I want to go back now and beat it. Uh, that's actually what the next thing on my list once I got. Uh, bored with Diablo 3 again or burn out of it I should say then I was going to go to Diablo 2 and play through that well I would um, absolutely love to play Diablo 2 as well with someone who wants to just go do the story legitimately instead of playing the online way where everybody rushes through and does nothing like I'd love to just start a character with somebody and then only play when you can both like Let's say, for instance, I started carrying with you. I'd like to be able to like play only when we can both get on, and then just keep going from there and totally work together throughout the whole game in like solo campaign mode or something, you know. Oh, but like not solo, great. but you know, yeah, because the story of that game is insanely good. Um, I love Diablo 2. Actually, def, I can say I, I have more of a passion for Diablo 2 than I have Diablo 3. Um, that's not saying how big my passion is for Diablo 3. So that's just telling you how huge. Uh, my love for Diablo 2 is. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I guess Yeah. But I would totally go back and play with someone, but it just had to have to be kind of like a commitment, you know, so that, because I don't want to start, get halfway through the first act and be like, okay, I never want to do this again. You know what I mean? It's like, ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be cool to do, because actually playing Diablo 2, like, soloed out from start to, be, uh, to end um, without, you know, getting gear from online or this or that, because it's a totally different style of gameplay. Uh, can be very long, very very long game. Um, yeah. Especially if you clear like the levels. I mean, if you have a partner, it, you know, obviously you should probably cut that in half. But uh, yeah. you know, it's not like in D in D three you got your everyone's got their own loot. Uh, in D two something drops and everyone's oh it's mine it's mine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you're exactly. playing with a partner, you know, we'd want to help each other as to the point of even if I pick something up before you. If it works better for your character, I'm going to throw it your way, you know? But yeah, yeah, unfortunately, cool. there's no smart loot really in Diablo 2, so you're going to get a lot of bad stuff before you get anything good when you're playing solo. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I was, you know, your rare- last podcast to mention the rarity yeah. of it, and it's insane. Oh, yeah. The rarity in Diablo 2 for items is, if you played solo, I, I don't, I've always thought that solo should have been updated in Diablo 2 to where, um, the rarity should be almost like, or like the legendary drop rate, let's just say, should be 10,000 times that of what it is online. Because, you know, online you have trading, so you can have access to get stuff better and with all the millions of people playing. But 
I think you could play your entire lifetime on Diablo 2 offline and you wouldn't uh, be able to um, what you call it find everything Diablo 3 or Diablo in all the items in Diablo 2 sorry I was having a word for it there yeah yeah but yeah so okay so you then moved on to when did you move on to like Diablo 3 and stuff okay uh, Diablo 3 uh, that I moved on to shortly after it came out um, unfortunately, I, I didn't have a computer at the time to play Diablo 3 as soon as it came out, but just a couple months passed, so I'd, unfortunately I got, I was left behind by a couple months, but I did jump in. Um, I created the character I mentioned in an, in an email I sent you guys. Um, my dad's barbarian, Big D, uh, created him and blew through the game, just the vanilla version. Uh, I, I still love every bit of it. Uh, I mean, I, I'd do it again if the option was available to. Just blow through vanilla. Uh, all the difficulties, you know, the hell, nightmare, in uh, Inferno. Just all of that was great. Uh, and I've been with it ever since. I've So pretty much since almost, almost the beginning of Diablo 3 to current, I've been... Uh, I don't know how. I, I don't remember what happened. But outside of that, I've been in all the seasons. And um, I'm loving every bit of it. Seasons is really, uh, really where it's at for me. I'm really excited for season six, and I'm really excited for this season. It's the furthest I've ever got because I, you know, I, I played with a couple friends, and they always mm-hmm. want me to stay, you know, with them and whatnot. So I couldn't just let myself go and power level right. the way I wanted to. And so sure? this this season was the first time I ever did that. I just went out on my own and just blew through it. And now I'm sitting at Paragon 747 in season. Oh, wow. And okay. uh, I'm <laughs> super, super excited about it. Yeah. Um, what what uh, what class are you playing then? You said you're at like 700-something Paragon. What class are you playing and like what kind of build? All right. I've got this season, for two instance, classes. I guess. Okay. Uh, for this season, I've got two classes. I've got a Barbarian and a Crusader. Uh, right now, I'm I'm working more on the Crusader because it's it's stronger than my Barbarian. Sorry, you just, cut out. Uh, can you can you say that one one more time? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, right now, I'm I'm uh, focusing more on the Crusader. I've got a Barbarian and Crusader, and uh, okay. just because I'm running the Invoker set and it just immediately was stronger than any any other set I got for the Barbarian. Um, even though with the Barbarian, I've put so much time in the season with the Barbarian, and honestly, I'd say I have more fun with the Barbarian than the Crusader. Uh, I love all the sets for him, and I have almost, almost every set piece with the Barbarian for uh, all the different sets, almost all of them ancient. So I'm, I'm going for that, but uh, it's just kind of a side thing. But that's exciting, and it's... Just to confirm, because um, at the end there, you started cutting out a little bit. You were saying that you had all the sets for the Barbarian, or or did you say that for the Crusader or the Barbarian? For the Barbarian, I have all the sets, and okay. almost every piece. And then you have them all, or ancient, almost. Yep. Okay, so just to, just to swing back, um, make sure our uh, other party member hasn't uh, been doing his... Um, split farming action over on his own and, and died or anything like that because uh, you know this is a hardcore show you know you can die <laughs> yeah right anyway 
Uh, Jesse, you still with us, buddy? Oh, yeah, pal. Sitting here. I've been okay. split farming like mad. Awesome. Just uh, make sure you're still with us. I know I got uh, doing Dylan's interview over here, but we'll be all talking together here very soon. Um, I, I told everyone, I think I tweeted out um, earlier today that we probably have hashtag three hour plus show omg because <laughs> i knew it would be late uh, a long one i like to do long ones since no one's here to make me stop early because uh, you know we gotta speed it up or someone's gotta go i get the runs to make a long show and i know list those too so let's do it but anyway don't forget jesse if you have anything at all to chime in just feel free to jump in ask questions if you got any questions for me any questions for dylan whatever go ahead but uh, Dylan, back to back to you. Uh, a question that I had asked um, Jesse, and I, I know he didn't said he didn't really get into it much. But um, outside of the game, uh, did you get into anything else? Uh, like for instance, the lore, or ever get into any of the novels of Diablo by chance? As far as the novels, no. But I've been looking for them recently. Actually, uh, I. With my my job, I can listen to podcasts and audiobooks and whatnot. I've been trying to find the audiobooks for all the Diablo uh, related ones, so I can listen to it while I'm at work. And I'm hugely interested in it. As far as in game, oh yeah, I am hugely interested in the lore. I love Jen's lore corner and learning about the side characters. And also, even though I haven't beaten Diablo two, I am caught up on the lore on it. I know what happens, and I'm. I'm loving every bit of it. Yeah, and when you play the game, you'll get all the like the NPC lore and stuff that you just don't get out of anywhere else. But when you play it, but uh, which I, I like, there's so much good stuff. But uh, yeah, um, when it comes to the audiobooks for like some of the original Diablos, um, I I've never even heard of any unless like someone did it on their own, like a fan-made version, you know? Because um, I know I I tried to look. I'd love to be able to find like. Uh, the original um, Richard Knack or Richard Knack books I forget how to pronounce his last names but that'd be like the Legacy of Blood the first Diablo a lot of people don't know it but the second Diablo book um, uh, is actually written by another person uh, named Mel Odom and uh, which is that Snake Way or I have the book but I, I forget what it was the actual title of it I didn't enjoy that one very much um, that's probably why I'm having a mind blank on the second uh, novel, but uh, the third one, Kingdom of Shadow, it's back to Richard Knack, and then um, uh, Moon of the Spider. Uh, those two kind of intertwined together. Uh, the other two are kind of their own books; they're not like continuations or anything. These two uh, are kind of continuations; they go with each other. It's a very, very good story. Um, I personally was never like I wasn't a huge reader before I got into those books so I was kind of like I saw them and they're really tiny writing and you know really long books big chapter scary chapter books right uh, but I would highly recommend at least Kingdom of Shadow uh, if you're gonna like take the time to ever read a book um, I understand you want to at work you listen to audio if you can find one all the better but check that out if you if you like if you enjoy the lore um, those books are absolutely awesome uh there's a couple characters you probably heard me mention in the podcast in the past uh, like zale and humbart he's a necromancer not to spoil anything for the books but uh, they're very very cool characters you could read about and they're you know kind of in both them two two games um kingdom of shadow 
uh, like I said, without spoiling anything, they could make that some sort of interaction of that into the game would be really, really cool. Um, there's actually, if you look at the Sanctuary uh, map, um, the Kingdom of Sh uh, Shadow is, is a place that's actually on the map if you know where it is, but I won't say that. Um, so it's kind of cool when you look at the Sanctuary map on like Diablo.com and stuff that you can see, or like in, in the map on the game, you can see places that if you know the lore, are, are there and kind of where it's at it's pretty cool um so let's see that going on from that one what else do we got for you we asked you your favorite classes and builds um well you, you, you said you're playing barb and crusader right now is is the barb or the crusader is that your actual favorite class or is there like one of the other classes your actual favorite class or and then least favorite by the way Oh god, um, that's a difficult question. Just because, I, I actually, I, I mean, I have two of every class, and they're all maxed out. Um, I've got armor sets for all of them. Uh, it's I don't have one set that is my absolute favorite, but I do really enjoy uh, the playstyles of the Crusader and Barbarian more than the rest, just because I like the tankiness, I like the, the feeling of just sure. smashing somebody, it's so satisfying, but you know, I like the, uh, the Demon Hunter, how agile they are, I'd say um, my least played classes are probably the... Uh, the witch doctor and wizard just because of just how squishy they are i'm just not as good with them but they are still really fun to play i definitely do not discount them at all okay um well let's see we're pushing just a, a quick tangent here um jesse you you with me here for a moment oh yeah i'm here bro Okay, I just wanted to let everybody know that Jesse was uh, uh, kind of a feeling tonight. He came on last minute, was able to get into here with me, and I'm and I was running a little late to start the show and stuff, and kind of doing it a little bit different of a style show tonight. So, um, but that's why I was able to I went with the interview on him first and everything, and talked a little bit about, about it. Um, but it is getting a little uh, time constrained on his part of the end, so. Um, we're gonna, just gonna like uh, uh, excuse me. <laughs> we're just gonna uh, wish off uh, Jesse for tonight. Um, I just wanted to thank him and everybody thank uh, you for being on and uh, telling Man, a little I, bit about yourself with us. I appreciate the invite. Uh, it was, uh, most definitely. It's getting it's midnight here, man. In between the backache and everything, you know, I got the kids, so we'll probably be up in the next seven hours. So. I'm gonna try to oh, go I, and, and I totally understand. You told me before you even came on that you might have to bounce out a little early, and that's perfectly fine because we got a lot to go through yet. But I appreciate you being on. Um, I'll definitely would like to have you back on again where we can maybe do a full show together um, in the weeks to come. And uh, yeah, thanks for telling about yourself. Oh, Any anything you want to um, plug or say before you go? Ah oh, man, nothing too big. Appreciate it, man. And nice to meet you, Dylan. And I'll definitely look forward to helping out anytime in the future if I can. Okay, well, um, before I let you go, I'm just going to say once again, uh, Jesse, uh, his uh, battle, or his um, Twitter is uh, hometownhero008. Uh, I think that's hometownhero, I'm not sure if that, that is your battle tags, right? 1118, yeah, the battle tag is 1118. They, they wouldn't give me 008, those dirty dogs. <laughs> 
Okay, so in case anyone wants to get play in game and stuff for sure. Uh, also, I am going to tell you why you're here. I'm trying to get the our forums back up and running. You can access them by uh, going to our Shadow Soulstone page and uh, hitting uh, forums at the top of the webpage. Uh, I'm going to try to get them kind of moving. So if uh, you ever have a chance and you want to talk and add battle takes and make any threads or you know plans, whatever, go ahead and post there. And I'll be keeping in touch with them a little better than I used to. So I want to kind of see if we can liven them up a little bit. But uh, thanks for coming. I appreciate it. And uh, I guess you can have a great night. Hope your back feels better. And uh, yeah. So oh, that's about it. <laughs> you guys. Peace. Yeah, it was nice okay, meeting well, you. Well, we're going to lose have our strength and, strength and number buff. But <laughs> have a good night, Jesse. I'll talk to you later. Most deaf. Okay, and now since it's just us, back to you, Dylan. Sorry, anybody that wanted to talk more with Jesse. I actually wanted to talk more, but I knew when he first started we had to go, and that's why I got him in first, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, just so I don't get too tangented off here, because I, I tend to forget what I'm doing. Um, you know how Jen, you know, is last time's on medications and, you know, stuff for her allergies? Well... Uh, you know, late at night, I, I get loopy myself just from natural loopiness because, you know, I'm talking so much and trying to not be a bad host and everything else, so. <laughs> uh, that's normal, but, though. You got this. <laughs> yeah, I'm still working on it. You guys got to remember this. I've only, like, my worst, I think my worst thing is tangenting. Like, even when I host anything, I, I love to just... I'll, we'll talk about one thing and then all of a sudden it'll be a half hour into that little one thing you know but whatever I don't care uh, when I'm doing a I figured tonight I get to host myself right and I mean I like hosting with Jen and Bridget too but I thought I'm going to take advantage of having this be my show where I can just blab as much as I want make it as long as I want have someone that I thought was very interesting on to talk with me and you know we can go as long as we need to so Okie dokie. Um, let's see. Our last one was your favorite class. So I got another one here for you. Uh, right. On average, how often are... Okay, you know what? I might skip that one. I'm looking right now at some, our basic uh, interview questions that we ask all our guests. Um, and that one kind of... That was going to just say kind of we already answered. So I'll skip that one. But um, um. What, what would you say is your fondest Diablo moment? We'll say... Let's just start in Diablo 3. What's your fondest Diablo 3 moment that whenever you someone says to you, what's your favorite thing about Diablo 3 or time, what would you say? What would, how would you answer them? This is a tough one. Uh, I'm going to throw one out there that I don't, I don't really think anybody else would, would think of. Just because uh, it's not with a boss, it's not with an elite monster either, but this it's one of the funniest moments and coolest moments in my Diablo 3 experience was a friend of mine uh, me and a friend of mine were playing uh, it was uh, shortly after I got him into the game and whatever he, he, he was getting into it he, he had everything down him and I just started new characters we started uh, Demon Hunters both of us did we were running through Act 3 and um, in the uh, Ariat whatever shortly before you fight uh, Asmodan Oh, the crater. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know how there's those worm things that come out of the ground? Hmm? Well, we were both running a build that ran on rapid fire at the time. This was back in vanilla. 
And uh, so we're just running along. We just killed a big group of monsters, and we're, so we're moving on. Well, we start walking away. Then behind us, one of these worm things, I forgot what they're called, bursts out of the ground behind us. And simultaneously, burrowing deviants or something like that. Oh, okay. Uh, so one of the bur burrowing deviants comes up, and both of us simultaneously at the exact same time turn around and lit it up with uh, uh, rapid fire, and right. just instantaneously just melted it down. Uh, it was <laughs> it was the funniest thing because I I don't even know if it got up all the way entirely because right. you know how it gets up, kind of attacks and sits there. I don't even know if it got up entirely before we killed it, before like our, our arrows cut it in half. It, it, yeah. it sounds like so small, but it was... We still talk about that today. It was just one of the funniest yeah, moments. Things come in small packages, noticed. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those things. We just... It was awesome. Yep. It's just like... Uh, tell this story a lot you know it's not Diablo 3 related it's Diablo 2 related but anyone who's listened to the show knows my story of Uber Diablo back in Diablo 2 um, it's like an event you know the screen shakes and you get a little little uh, message on the top of your screen that says Diablo walks the earth right and uh, you know we always used to wait for that to happen it's a random event that happens in Diablo 2 online uh, where if um, Diablo uh, clone or Diablo 2 or in Diablo 2 Diablo pops like the nearest uh, legendary unique monster from you turns into Diablo and like this black all blacked out version of Diablo who's extremely powerful and if you can kill him you get the Annalise's charm but it's an extremely rare event it happens like you know honestly it could have I could say only a few times you know in your gaming history depending on if you know how to search for it or not um, which are all myths per se but anyway you know like I remember the first time we were ever looking for it uh, like I'm sleeping on the couch and we'd have we'd be running like four computers on Diablo 2 at my brother-in-law's and he came down you know we always should be so excited to see it uh, you know and he come down one morning you know after we, we had slept all night and played all night and slept the computers on he's just like eh, Diablo popped and I'm like yeah sure it did you know because he had like no excitement at all I'm just like what you know <laughs> okay I'm like you'd be more yeah. excited that I was like okay don't believe me and he like walks away, takes his coffee upstairs, come back. He's like, "What are you gonna let it, your game die?" I told you, the apple popped. I'm like, "Yeah, sure, man." I, I, I'm like, "I'm going to bed. I've been up all night, you know." <laughs> and he's like, "All right, you're lost, but I'm gonna go into your game and kill him." And I'm like, "What?" I go, I, and as I'm getting up, I'm like, "If you're lying," I get over there, and sure as heck, it actually happened. And I'm like, "Dude, where is your excitement?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I suppose I wasn't really excited about it." But then we started fighting, and then like all the excitement came, and it was so crazy because like none of our guys that we thought were super strong could like even kill him until we got to the specific guy that was like suited for the job, you know. But I just thought it was so oh, wow. weird that like he wasn't excited at all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So wow. Yeah, because like yeah, in Diablo 2, there are like once you get to like the Ubers and the big baddies in the game. There's certain like builds you like pretty much have to have to be able to win, um, not absolutely, but for the most part are like you have to have this build with this awesome gear to even come close to not getting owned by these guys, right? Yeah. Um, Cause the Ubers in Diablo 3 are nothing compared to the Ubers in Diablo 2. Ubers are Uber in Diablo 2. <laughs> so, I do not doubt that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're pretty crazy. So, um, 
before we do some more of the show stuff, uh, I'm gonna have one more question for your interview here. If you could add one feature item to Diablo 3, what would it be? Okay, uh, it would be the um, what you guys have talked about in the show prior and before. I think uh, Riker had a video on it. Um, the armor rack next to the stash that I've me and a friend of mine have been itching for that for months. Uh, we actually mm-hmm. had the idea, and then everybody started talking about it, and we, we were blown away. It's like, okay, cool. We, they even have like a mock-up version that was shown in the Riker video. Like That would be mm-hmm. so, so cool if they actually implemented that in the game. That's what I'd look forward to the most. Are you talking about where you can have like a, a, a gear set already made and just switch over to it via the armor rack? or? Yes. Okay, yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, I think that would be an awesome feature myself. You know, you're basically saying, well, let's say, instead of having all this gear in your stash, you could, like, put your... Once you have a full set, you can add it to the armor rack where you can go on and be like, okay, I want this set put onto me, and I want this set switched onto me. So that it's like at a click of a button, you can switch your, your gear sets. And then maybe even uh, your skill sets added to it, right? Yes, that would be amazing. Okay. Oh, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I I actually can foresee that happening. Um, maybe not in, like, a patch, possibly. Pretty big thing to add, I would think. Um, but Or even just, like, a quick um, switch over. Like, in Diablo 2, uh, you could hit the W key, and you, you could uh, have a different R- or weapon set for your, um, your main hand and offhand, at least. Uh, so if you hit W, like, you'd have a different, you know, on one you could have a two-handed weapon, and on the other one you could have a shield and sword. And it would switch it to whatever, and then also the skills would be changed with it as well. So if you were, like, let's say I'm running a, a, a Hammerden, and um, I want to use a flail and shield with my hammers in the other two, and then when I'm um, doing, like, uh, there's a this spell called Call to Arms, which kind of buffs your guy. Like uh, it makes it so you can do like barbarian shouts. So then, but you need a certain item. So you switch over to that item, do your buffs, and then you switch back to your hammered in items again. You know what I mean? So it's like having yeah, two different yeah. builds already pre-ready, set to go. And that's that's pretty cool. Something like easy like that would be really awesome. And then yeah. everybody knows my one feature. You know, would be the um, make. Uh, title name games that you can choose to go into you know like in Diablo 2 you can name your game and have people join it based on what it's called or something like that be kind of cool yeah that would be that would be awesome I think they could actually implement that in the uh, if they you know how you can join a community um, I think it'd be really cool mm-hmm. if you could you know join the community and then on the community list uh, or one of the tabs for that have just a scroll down list of uh, games that are hosted in that community and then have them titled sure. and be pretty much what, what you just said. You know, you just join in so right. you have your a generalized thing, community of things you want to do. And then in that, you have some, kind of like a sub uh, subcategory for hosting your own games doing so people can join to do exactly what they're doing or what they want to do. Oh, for, sh- for sure. And I've actually thought about that too. Like, I love. I like having the communities, I like having the clans, it's, it's cool to set that up, but I don't feel like there's a ton you can really do with it. It's like you join your clan, uh, I mean there's more to do with it if you really get involved with it, 
um, you, you can use it for, you know, but a lot of people just kind of join a clan and then that's it. And then they wait for people to either be talking or um, depending on, you know, the clan and what, you, like I said, everybody's different. But I know, like, in, in our clan, it seems like we have people join because they're a listener. They play and every now and then you get to, you, like, you join up with someone that's in the clan, right? But yeah. what I'd like to do is I'd like to actually... Um, this is why I also want the, like, the forums to come out a little bit more and people to start, our listeners and everyone and all you guys to kind of start using the forums more and I want to use it myself. I kind of want to find out who's like, who's out there helping people. Who's, um, who can I, who in our clan is really noticeably like putting it, making a difference in the community, making a difference in people's ex- Diablo experience and helping. And like, you know, if, if I, every time I go on Diablo, I find out, for instance, hey, this, West Bertilio, every time I, I'm on, I'm so excited because he helps me. He's such a nice guy. I want to put a clan note on you that says, hey, this guy is awesome. Don't be afraid to talk to him. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Hey, he's really powerful. He can help you get gear. He's willing to do this. He's willing to do that. And what, I, what I'd like to do is have everybody go into that's in the clan, go into yourself, go into your note. If you right-click your name or, or anybody's name on the clan, you can set a note. And I'd like people to set a note about themselves so someone can read a little bit about you or what you want to do or if you're someone that wants to play mostly solo or join people or, or offer to help on certain things. Hey, I'm a power leveler. I can help you power level. If I'm here, ask me, vice versa. And then that's how I'm going to like change um, based on who's helping and what I see. That's how I want to add like uh, officers and stuff to our clan. So like I know if you're an officer, you're probably someone that helps a lot or does this or that you know outside of you know me jen and brasia you know automatically being on there as hosts you know that's what i'd like to see and you know do stuff like that uh, just be, it would be really cool you know and i i can't do it without your guys's help so you know if anybody likes that just start doing it and maybe it'll kick off um yeah oh, yeah i will so, i will say i would i would be more than happy to help out anybody that that needs to like grind for gear, do do whatever they need to do, uh, help level some legendary gems, whatever. And I definitely, definitely, uh, I'll start. I'll help get the forums up and running. For sure, yeah. And I like to say to any of our listeners as well that are in the clan, um, don't be afraid to just even say just say hello. I'd like to see some more messages, you know, in the the green boxes or in the message box. I mean, I'll see uh, five people in chat or 20 people in chat, but nothing's going on. No one's talking. No one's doing anything. Everyone's in the menus or in their own game. You know, hey, let's uh, let's try to let's try to get some uh, four-player games. Let's try to get everyone to meet each other more. Um, all the information out there for anyone who has uh, headsets and you know. Uh, get on, um, get on. Uh, we don't really use Mumble anymore, but we use Teamspeak. So get on, get on Teamspeak. Get on, or tell people about Skype, even whatever. Any way to communicate, talk to people. You know, get involved with your community members and your clan members. And I just think it'd be awesome because whenever I see someone on that I don't recognize, like in green, especially in the clan members, because I have more. I end up playing with more people that are just random clan mates than I do in my own friends list, because. Uh, I want to get to know as many people as possible, right? And find out who, what everyone's all about and see how they're playing and stuff. And I see a lot of people, you know, I'm not a big grinder. I'm at like Paragon 200 something. It's like the highest I've ever gotten. Maybe it's 300. Um, 
you know, I see you're at like 700. I, like to me, that's insane. And like, I'd love to be able to do that, but like, I get, I get so burnt out so fast on doing the same thing. Like, I can't sit and grind riffs all day. I'll, I'll do like maybe 10 riffs, and then I have to go do bounties, and then I gotta go do an Uber, and then I, you know, I gotta change it up. Plus, I spend a lot of time in town, like debating and pondering and thinking and like stuff like that and theory of crafting, just because I like yeah. to do that. But that's, uh, that's definitely understandable. Yeah, I think all that stuff's cool. So, so yeah, my uh, my mission for everyone is to at least on yourself, uh, if you're in the clan, and if you will, please write a clan note or a, a note for yourself. Um, by how to do that is go into your clan or community, click on your name, right click it. It'll say set a note. You can set it for yourself or for anybody else, but the one you set for yourself, I think everyone can read. Um, tell a little bit about yourself and what you want to do, and you know, or whatever you want to say and hopefully you know maybe that'll kick off but okay so uh dylan um good interview well let's see we've talked for quite a while already and that's kind of how i wanted i wanted to get uh, get to know you out of the way a little bit uh you know feel a little bit more comfortable with uh, what we're doing and what we're talking about so yeah. this is part of the show you know i hope you're enjoying yourself so far oh man uh, this is part of the show where we used to- <laughs> yeah Go oh ahead. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got something uh, you want to say? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely I'm overjoyed to be on the show. This is a huge experience for me. This is great, and I'm I can't tell you how much I'm enjoying the heck out of this. I mean, it's it's awesome being able to talk to <laughs> well, you. Well, I'm and, really uh, happy that when I emailed you, I got a good response that you were like, I mean, I really, I saw the, the email titles that, it, you know, pardon me if this is too bad, but I don't think so. It says, holy crap, and you're all excited. That got me really excited. I was like, oh, yes, Simon, he's happy. I thought, you know, I didn't want to email you to be on the show, and then you'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, let, let's do some of the show now. Um, now that we got the interview kind of out of the way and got to know you a little bit and you know i kind of answered some i like when i interview someone i like kind of giving my answer to them questions too so you kind of get to know me at the same time but you know usually when we start the show you know we say what we've been doing outside of life we kind of already did that what we've been up to in game i asked you a little bit about your gaming and stuff and the side questions but what i want to ask you right now is what have you been up to lately like you know, I'd say, you know, right now, like, what are you up to in game? Um, what's your goal? Are you done with season six? Are you going anything you want to talk about? Talk about what you're doing in game right now. Just kind of like how we always do in the beginning of the show. All right. Um, well, in game right now, I actually just got offline right before the show started. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, I'm really I'm. I'm I have one mission left in the season journey, and that's to get Greater Rift 70. I've completed everything else, every other mission. Greater Rift 70 is just, it's its its beating me up. Softcore or <laughs> um, hardcore? Uh, softcore. Um, okay, I, just, I can't remember if you said you played softcore or hardcore or both. Uh, I've been thinking recently I might, I might try to start in hardcore and see how I do. Um, I haven't in the past, but I, I think I'm going to try it out. Uh, but for now, um, in softcore, what I'm working on at the moment is just to get that extra boost for my Crusader, because my Crusader is stronger than my Barbarian at the moment. Um, I'm working on getting the, I don't even know what it's called, uh, it's the recipe that 
you'd um, up your stats by sacrificing legendary gem. Um, I'm working on leveling legendary oh, gem up so I can do that. Okay. Yeah, you're um, augmenting, right? Augmenting gear yeah. is what you're trying to do yep. now. Okay. Yep. Uh, to get that extra push, hopefully that'll push me to the 70. Um, I think I could have gotten it a while a while back, but I took this season after I got to about uh, Paragon 730. Uh, mm-hmm. I took like a month break. Uh, and like so in the last month or month and a half I've only gained 17 levels so it uh, I think I could have gotten it a long time ago if I if I wouldn't have stopped but uh, I, I don't really regret it too much I mean there's always mm-hmm. next season if I don't make it I'm not gonna be too heartbroken but I'm just happy I got my stash page the extra stash page um, mm-hmm. for getting so far in your journey that was the goal and just be getting this far is just bonus. So if I can hit the seventy, that's great. I'll be super excited. But if you I said don't, your paragon seven seventy, right? Um, seven forty-seven at the moment. Seven forty-seven. Yeah. See, if I got to that far ever, like I always, I, I'm gonna say my goal to someday would be to get to paragon eight hundred. Um, whether it's you know on a season or whatever, which I you know I think nowadays I I could. I just have to actually, you know, grind and play with groups and stuff a little bit more than I normally do. Um, but just because I want to be able to get all the Paragon points on one character, you know, done. Except for, you know, Strength and Bit, because those are oh, limited, yeah. you know, or, or whatever they are. Excuse yeah, me, but it'd yeah. be really cool, because I think 800 is where you max out every other stat, though, right? Yep, yep. Uh, I have not reached 800 before. I think when yeah. this season ends and it combines with my Paragon outside of season, I think that'll push me to 800. If not, it'll be really close. Yeah, that's cool. I think I think my like right now. I, let's see. I have to look. Um, I'm Paragon 252 on hardcore for this season, which that's I can't believe I got that far. Um, my highest Paragon, I think, for softcore outside of this, it's not very hard. It's only, it's like, yeah, it's like 150, because I, I haven't played much softcore. Let's see, hardcore non-season is 391, so that's even insane for me. Um, and then, let's see, uh, seasonal hardcore, yeah, 252. So this is the highest that I think I've gotten in hardcore, um, or softcore in one season so far, which is pretty crazy because I haven't done that much, but I realize how much faster you're leveling nowadays. I remember the first time I got to like Paragon 200, I was so excited because like I actually got to finally finish one one uh, Paragon percentage, you know. So that was pretty oh, yeah. cool to me because I had never remember, done that. Yeah, I, I remember back in um, I think it was after they took down the auction house, so it wasn't quite vanilla but earlier on Diablo back when Paragon was separate for all the character classes that that was hard mm-hmm. I think it was harder to level up your Paragon and on on top of that I mean it wasn't shared so it, it was just very right. difficult to really make one character class so much stronger than the rest yeah are you talking about back when Paragon uh, only went to 100 yeah yep yeah, I actually liked that. Um, I like how it is now too. It, don't get me wrong, but 
it reminded me of D2, how like Paragon 0 to 100 was kind of like going from level 1 to one, or one to 99 in Diablo 2, so that was pretty cool. But yeah, I, I remember trying to get to 100 before it changed, and I think I made it to like 60, but that for me, that was pretty high. Because <laughs> I've never been a grinder. I, I don't stick to the same thing very often. And like I say, I play so much solo, too, that I don't get to level up as fast. I mean, let's see, I, I think I started playing... Um, I was playing groups actually for a change, just doing riffs uh, the other night. I went from Paragon like 170 to 240. I just realized how oh, wow. fast it went, you know, like just um, in like one night of playing. But uh, yeah, so so we got the Paragon down. Um, anything else you're you're working on in game at the moment? Um, not really. Outside of gearing my Crusader, uh, I mean. Like I said, I don't have nearly as much game time as in the Crusader as I do with the Barbarian, so uh, I'm still looking for those Ancients, looking for more and more. That's why I haven't made uh, um, Greater Rift 70 uh, solo now also, is just because I haven't... I don't have the time in my Crusader. I have it all in my Barbarian, and my Barbarian just doesn't cut it uh, at the moment where I, where I have them set up. But... Uh, what is what's your main build right now that you're using? For my Crusader or my Barbarian? Yeah. Uh, which whichever character is like your main character? Um, I guess he's Crusader. You said your main, right? Yeah, at the moment the Crusader. I'm switching back and forth between the Invoker set and the um, LON bomb- uh, Bombardment build. The right. the only thing I don't like about the LON Bombardment is just it's it's hugely damaging which is amazing I love it, it's fun to play but I don't know if it's just mine or if I don't have it quite geared enough yet I know I don't have all the Ancients for it yet I have about 8 out of 13 but uh, the defense just I, I die too much with it so I need to is it I, kind I think of squishy I need to depending on what you have? yeah uh, I mean, I'd I'd look on the leaderboards, check and see, uh, okay, what what kind of gear are these people using? How are they getting their defense? And most of it, you're you're really heavily heavily relying on the um, percent, the damage reduction percentage you get from the uh, from the Legacy of Nightmares uh, right. rings. Right. Yeah, and since I only have eight, I'm not getting. If you have all 13, you get about like 52% damage reduction. Well, since I only have eight, I'm getting like 30. So I, I mean, there's a big Real difference quick there. Quick question for you: When you say 13, um, I'm trying to think. Like this is totally a new question on my part. Now, no, like I said, no question, dumb question. But I always have dumb questions. Where do you get 13? I'm. Uh, does the rings count as no? They don't count as ancients, do they? Or I assume so, but uh, I, I mean, I'm... if you have ancient uh, litany of the undaunted and, and wailing host, those probably count. Because I counted. Let's see, we got offhand and our normal. Let's see, excuse me, your main hand and your offhand. That's two. Legs is three. Boots is four. Belt is five. Um, six, seven for arms and wrist. Armor, eight. Shoulders nine. Helm ten. Amulet eleven. Rings twelve and thirteen. Uh, yeah, the rings must count. Okay, yeah, that's thirteen. I was I had the I miscounted before. I was thinking there was only like eight or something like that, but or ten. But okay, I get it. Answer my own yeah. question. Sorry about that. 
<laughs> no, no, I, I don't. I don't think it's a stupid question at all. Honestly, I do not know the answer to that. If the rings do count, I just assume they would, but I don't know for a fact because the top it could be just eleven, excluding the rings. But mm -hmm. I, I couldn't tell you. I, uh, really, there might not be too much of a way to tell because I mean, if you already have both of them ancient and you've gotten rid of all the rest of them that you you may have found, you're really not going to know unless you do like a side-by-side -side comparison about exactly how much damage you're doing uh, and since it doesn't really show it to you in your inventory statistics or anything like that you're, right. you're literally gonna have to go out and fight monsters and see what numbers are popping up so it makes it exactly. really hard to, to see if they count or not okay um, coming from someone that and you know and then for anyone else that's in my situation that doesn't really know all that much about the Legacy Nightmare build. I haven't paid too much attention to like watching any YouTube videos on it because I haven't had the piece, so I didn't even try to look it up yet. Um, it's it's all is the damage is all based from um, your bombardments. Is that's what really does the main damage, or is it also like thorns based as well? Um, well, with that particular build, it is. Pretty much, yeah, all of your damage is coming from Bombardment, and because uh, you, if you have all the pieces, all the set pieces for or not set pieces, uh, all the legendary pieces that complement Bombardment, you're going to have, I think, 10, uh, 10 barrels coming down every time Bombardment is cast, either whether you cast it or it's from your belt, the, uh, the belt of the Trove, which, you know, every six or seven seconds it casts Bombardment at random nearby enemies. Um, and you're using the rune with that, uh, with bombardment that uh, adds thorns damage. I think it's 300% thorns damage to all of the barrels. So mm -hmm. that's where all of most of your damage is coming from. But uh, outside of that, there's two ways I've seen people build it. It's either uh, um, you either have the swift mount or the doombringer. Uh, one-handed weapons, the swift mount, obviously, it's going to double the duration of your steed charge. While the Doombringer, right. it doesn't have a legendary effect, but it does have a huge, uh, I think it's 20% increased physical damage, which is what your bombardment runs off of. So if you want to max out the damage output of your bombardment, that's the way to go. But I like running with steed charge just because, mm -hmm. well, one, running with steed charge is just fun. And secondly, it's just, you're, there's a rune for Steed Charge too. I mean, it applies to your Thorns damage to people you're running into with, mm -hmm. with Steed Charge. So I, I like doing it that way. I find it more fun, but it's to each their own at that point. Mm -hmm. but, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I was looking at, um, going through and looking at like a, a friend's build that has the uh, Litany of the Undaunted set, or the um, Legacy Nightmares set up, and uh, it looks like yeah, like, I kind of answered my question, like, it's kind of a thorns slash bombardment build is what it kind of damages out to be, because, like, you got your bombardments, but then you're also using, like, your steed charge, possibly with, uh, or with, like, spiked bar spiked barding rune, so you do the thorns, 500% thorns yeah. when you when you hit, and then, because you can swift mount, you're probably using it so much and everything else and going through it a lot. Uh, so I understand. It looks like it does does kind of implement. It's almost like a, a souped up thorns build, you know, is what it seems like to me. 
Um, and it looks like there's a, yeah. it seems like there's a lot of different ways to build it, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm just looking at like his, for instance, and it seems really, really neat. Um, I actually have a lot of this gear. I don't have, um, I think I need a whaling host ring to actually have the, 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 the rings to even start it, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, just really quick then. Um, so you're building the thorns. That's what you've been working on. Um, did you have anything else before I kind of move move on? Nope, nothing that comes to mind. Okay, I didn't want to cut you off or anything. I was just gonna kind of start telling uh, transition into like what I've been doing, I guess now. Um, so in my game, I've been uh, kind of like going through a bunch of different crusaders um ever since i died i decided like i said i was gonna i started doing a hammering build and then i as i started playing and just leveling and trying to get my hammers better i found a whole bunch of other like set pieces for like you know yeah, the roll-ins and then i started finding more invoker pieces again and then i started finding you know like Akarat's uh set um, just finding everything, you know, when it comes to, like, the Crusader sets and everything. So, I decided what I'd do is, you know, I'd build, like, three, four Crusaders to level 70, and then just slap the different sets on that person. Well, I was doing the, uh, mostly playing the Hammerman, which I still like to play a lot, because it's very, very fun. But, uh, my second time around, because, I, like I said, my main that died was a Thorns build, um, but now I got the Thorns set up again. And uh, I got to the five pieces with, and then six piece set with the Ring of World Grandeur this time. But how I've, I've decided to kind of like, I switched over from the um, Hammered In now back to kind of the Thorns build because my guy, I just ended up getting some decent stuff and it got, just seems like so strong, like way, even stronger than my last one was. And I feel like at first I felt like my gear wasn't even as good, but somehow I'm doing so much better. And maybe I have like better. Um, toughness this time around or something that I just didn't notice before which I probably do because I learned a lot of my first time around and mistakes compared to this time around like I I this is so noobish but like I didn't even know that like crit chance and crit damage at first I had no idea that didn't help um thorns right oh so yeah I yeah up some of my gear with crit chance or like with crit damage on it as well you know so this time around I didn't waste any spots with that so I got a lot more toughness and, yeah, uh, that's probably where you got it from right there, just that alone. Yep, yep. And what I started doing is, okay, so I got I got a piece of gear for every slot, and then I got, like, my build set up to what I needed. Uh, right now, what I'm doing, and I have a couple different things I swap in and out, but I'm just going to say, like, how I got it set up right now. Um, so I got the Invoker set, and I'm using every, uh, the f five pieces. Um, the only piece I'm not using is the Renewal of the Invoker. Um, and those would be the, the pants. Um, okay. And I figured out something, and I don't know exactly how much damage this does, but it just seems to be really good. Okay. Um, I actually added a set to my, uh, gear set called, the uh, um, Demon's Hide. Alright. And I don't know if anyone else has heard of this or not, but it's one of the craftable sets. And this, the two-piece set bonus uh, gives you 6,000 fire damage, fire thorns damage. Now, I don't know if if it's just fire-based or fire thorns are supposed to be stronger, but I can tell you that it feels stronger. Um, the third uh, set bonus that I have as well, because I got the uh, 
Ring of Royal Grandron also adds 25% area damage on hit, so just a little added bonus, bonus right? Oh yeah, but, there you go. But that being said, it says, okay, you get the 6,000 fire damage. Um, 6,000 fire thorns damage compared to like 6,000 extra regular thorns damage, it just, ever since I put this set on, it seems like I'm doing better. Like, it's really putting the whooping on. Um, plus, um, like, I'm both of my, are on my, uh, on my Demon's Marrow body armor. It, you know, the secondary stat, I had like 5,000 extra thorns damage as well. Um, I didn't get thorns damage on the pants because it kind of rolled bad, but, I mean, it's okay. I can always re-roll it or something, but, um, anyway. So, I'm using, uh, thorns helm, thorns shoulder, um, Thorns, gloves, and uh, bracers, and then the Thorns boots. Um, I got uh, a restraint ring on my left ring just because it was a good ring for the class. It's an ancient restraint. It's got um, like 591 strength, 584 fit, and 6% attack speed right now, which I'm trying to roll better. Uh, it did have the open socket. Uh, and then I got the on the other side... Um, the Justice Lantern, which is pretty much a, a must-have on the uh, Thorns build, and that's a really, really, I think it's a really, really good Justice Lantern. It's got 490 strength, 12% life, 15% chance to block, open socket, and um, right now I got 92% uh, on all the resistance to all elements, but I'm rolling that for something, you know, something better. Uh, I got a Boyarski's uh, chip in it. It's ranked out to 25, so I got the extra 3600 Thorns damage. Or 36,000 thorns damage and then uh, taunt the first enemy hit for the primary by your primary skills for two seconds which is the um, level 25 bonus for that for anyone who doesn't know um, rocking uh, Bane of the Trapped in the Restraint Ring and then also Bane of the Stricken which is a Bane of the Stricken's level 25 I just got that to 25 um, and then Bane of the Trapped's like at like level 11 but I'm still working to breathe that up that's what I'm working on right now um when it comes to my amulet, uh, I, I found something really cool that helps this build actually a lot. Um, I'm using, uh, uh, let's see if I pronounce this right, Halcyon's uh, Accent. It's an amulet, it's the amulet that has the bonus uh, when you use Akarat's Champion, you mesmerize nearby enemies with your skill, causing them to jump uncontrollably for 8 seconds. And wow, you'd have no idea how much that helps you not getting hit by anything for a while and then being able to uh set off your thorns on everybody because um, you know my cooldowns are pretty good uh, i got like uh, reduced cooldown totals is uh 23.1 percent not to mention any other cooldowns i get from buffs you know that drop this or that right yeah so so with this ever since i put this on this amulet because i didn't I, honestly the only reason i use it because i didn't have anything better Every, I, I go to Akarats a lot, right? So I'm always, like, basically when I see a champion pack, I hit Akarats, right? Uh, and the, everyone just starts jumping. Jumping, jumping, jumping. And by the time they stop jumping, they're already dead. So, like, I'm never getting hit. So when I'm doing rifts, I'm skipping all the trash mobs and going straight to the to the, to the elites, right? And yeah. basically they just jump, 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 and I never get touched. And then they all die really, really fast. Uh, because also, I, I do got a belt of the trove on. Um, you know, just a, a basic one. Uh, strength, fit, all res, life regen for the moment. It does got uh, secondary reduced damage from melee attacks by 6%, so it's kind of a good one. It's a 6 seconds per bar bombardment call down, so I don't know if that's the good one or the bad one. But, that's the good one. 
cool cool but it's not ancient or anything but uh right now i'm using uh for the offhand for my shield i'm using a uh, potoya spiker it's the one where enemies provoke enemies affected by provoke take double damage from thorns um i do use provoke on my build uh i think you don't have to now that i got taunt on or the bayarski chip added to 25 because i could kind of like do that for you what that does for you but I like to be able to take double damage because as soon as I get a lead pack, like I said, I go to Akarats, make them bounce, I provoke them so that they have double damage, and then I smack them. Um, because I'm actually, I know a lot of people like to use Pig Sticker, but I have found for me, because I used Pig Sticker last time for my main hand, I'm using Hack this time because I found a, a Hack Ancient Legendary Axe um, that had an open socket, it had strength and bit, and eventually I'm going to roll the, uh, the damage percent and off to something different just because I can, right? I mean, yeah. the only thing I don't like about doing that, it always seems to take so many mats because for some reason get, trying to get your damage percentage off your weapon is extremely hard because you just get more damage types every time you roll, right? Yeah. At least that yeah. Way, which is ridiculous. You know, it should have at least like one damage type and then something else, you know? <laughs> but what can you do about that, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, my my hack is pretty good. Uh, if damage mattered, it was twenty three eighty one. You know, it doesn't really matter. So, but the fact is, it's ancient. It's nice for the extra strength. Got nine or thirteen strength, eight seventy eight vitality. Um, it's only eighty seven percent of my thorns damage applied in every attack. Um, so it would probably this weapon honestly would probably suit me better being in my uh, cube. But the sheer fact that it had so much strength on it and so much bit, I wanted to keep it out for now. And it just and I didn't have anything to replace it, so it seemed like it was working really well. Let's see, in the cube right now, I, I've tried a bunch of different stuff. Obviously, I have Heart of Iron for my armor in the cube, so I can get 300% vitality. Um, or gain thorns equal to 300% of the vitality. Um, I'm using a Ring of Royal Grandeur because I use that demon set, so I can't have a 6-piece invoker. I have to only have a 5, so i got to use Ring of Royal Grandeur. Seems to be working fine. And I, I have changed between using Swift Mount and using um, for the C charges. And also I've used the one that gives like double bombardment impacts um, so that I can have more damage reduction more often if I'm slow playing it. But if I'm trying to just rush through, um, I figured out that using Swift Mount is really nice. What I'd like to do is have like an ancient Swift Mount with really good stats and an open socket um, in replace of like my hack. And then put my hack in the cube so I have the full 100% thorns damage in each hit, right? Um, but, you know, that, that'll happen in time if I get the weapons. Uh, but ever since, like I said, ever since I've done this build like this, just the way it is, I started doing greater rifts. I had like 21 or 30 or something like, I don't know, somewhere around there, greater rift tokens. So I decided I'm going to go run some greater rifts, get all my gems, and, you know, just start leveling up gems, right? Well, I, I literally started at, like, Torment 3, because I just got this build put together. I had no idea how good I'd be, and I just kept moving it up by a Torment level each time. That I, you know, if, if I smoked it, I knew I could move it up. And I figured if it got tough, I'll slow down. Well, I literally got, um, you know, I did Torment 3, no problem. Switched up Torment 4. No problem with this build. And like I said, all I was doing was running through the trash mobs, going right for the elites, and I just kill them all right off the bat. Okay, and I got to Torment 6, and I'm like, okay, still not any problems, which I'm surprised is not getting tougher yet, because I just, I didn't realize my guy was as tough as he was already. Well, I get to, and you know, I'm not acting like I'm so bad, bad A, because I, I know there's people way up at like 
greater F70, but this for me is good. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I, I get to like Torment 8, and I'm thinking, okay, it seemed a li like they hit a little bit harder if you get smacked by someone, but I had so many different things to protect me that I just wasn't worried, you know, between um, uh, having Indestructible and Profit on Akras Champion, I wasn't worried, hold you, you know, all that stuff that buffs me so, so much, you know, toughness. Um, and then my thorns are so high that you know every time they hit me they get smacked. So I literally I went all the way up to torment ten and I that's as far as I've gone so far. Um, or was it torment nine? I had to get off. I think it was actually I th I'll stand corrected. I think I only did tor up to torment nine. Um, I noticed that guys were getting a little bit tougher or starting to get you know a little bit harder to kill and like if I don't watch myself I could get squishy up at uh, up at ten. Um, but I'm still killing like. Once, once, um, if I, you know, time it right and I use my iron skin with consecration, uh, for people that know the build and do everything just right, like, I still just instantly wipe it on the elite pack. I mean, they're, they're dead. Um, all I gotta do is time my stuff right so that I don't get hit too hard prior. So, all I really need, I would say, is, you know, better gems, um, cause right now, I mean, I got a couple of bit gems and I got a couple, you know, other gems, but none of them are, are even like, they're not all flawless royal and or flawless royals like they should be. I need to upgrade them. Um, but, uh, I think once I do that, maybe get a little more vit, maybe tweak some of my gear. Cause a lot of my gear, I haven't even rolled any stats to like, just get a little more vit or a little more, um, toughness out of it. And plus, you know, none of them are like ancients really, except for maybe one or two. Um, there's a lot, a lot of room for improvement, and I feel like I'm already kind of pretty good for what I'm at. Especially seeing as it's the end of the season, this is a second runaround. I have five other classes. I figured, you know what, I was going to push, see how far this guy, because I really doubt I'm going to get that much farther this season. And when season six starts, I'm going to restart. I'm not going to use this guy probably ever again. So I figured I'll just see how tough at this moment I am and push greater rifts and see how long it takes before I die. Right, because I just don't care. Once the season's over, that is, I'll, you know, because I don't want to lose it beforehand. I, what do we got, though? Like a week left only? Or something? Yeah, yeah, only, I think it's next Friday. Right. So, I mean, maybe I'll just even do it now right away. Like, just die when I can, because who cares, right? I mean, I already got my thorns. Um, I, I mastered that, what you call it, that, uh, the set dungeon for it. So, and then I, 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 I believe I mastered the, um, the one for my hammered in so i have a rowan set build i should go see if i can do that or go find it because i haven't even looked for that one yet um but yeah i'm outside of all that invoker stuff that everybody knows that's why i'm not gonna like say what the full build is because i think pretty much anyone who doesn't know can go look it up but you know most people know what the build is i also got a, a rowan set um and i have almost the entire set in ancient pieces now i haven't swapped them out because i've been finding it with my invoker set uh, but I almost have an entire Roland's Ancient set, which is kind of cool. Um, so I'm making a Shield Bash build off of that, to just you know, to play around with. But you know, I don't have anything good really when it comes to like, um, like am amulets and rings and blah blah blah. But anyone wants to check it out, I'm using that as kind of like a, a side a side one as well. But yeah, I'm not really finding everything that I could find to make that one better. But yeah, just, the, you know that I did that, you know. Yeah, I never yeah, really cared the, for Roland set much. What about what are you gonna say? Um, the the Roland set, uh, I like it, but I also I also don't like it. I have one of my characters set up with it with the shield bash. I want the shield bash instead of sweep attack. Mm -hmm. Um, the only thing wrong with it is it 
doesn't have too much crowd control, or really any. It's I mean, it, it's hard to go through big groups, but one-on-one -on -one boss fight, you can kill a boss so fast with that build. It's unreal. Uh, it, it hits so hard and so fast. See, That's what's fun. Like, if you want to go kill Ubers or something, them. it's insanely strong. Oh, right, right, right. Um, um, with the shield but, bash or the sweep attack, do you use? Uh, the shield bash is what I use. Right, right. Okay, same here. Yeah, um, the only thing I've noticed, it's, it's, it's very gear dependent. Yeah, you get your set, but, like, if you get your set, just getting your set, you don't feel strong. You know what I mean? And that's hard enough to get a six-piece set. Uh, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, you get your set, and then you gotta have, um, like, a good Pyro Morella, right? Which, yeah, you can craft that, yep. but you can craft it 500 times before you actually hit a good roll, right? Yeah. And then, there's a lot of gear-specific items to make it really good. Like, you know, you got that specialty, um, and you can use Reaper Wraps, um, but then you got that, uh, I forget, it's, uh, the, uh, spit it out, Shane. <laughs> it's, uh, the, Gayer's lesson, great car's lesson, or something like that. It's that it makes you, um, if you hit three or less people with your shield bash, you return some of the um, mana or the what you call it, um, the wrath gets returned. You know, so yeah. you don't use wrath. But uh, yeah, I know if you can also then use uh, like a ring of royal grandeur, and instead of using Roland's chest, you can put like uh, a cinder coat and stuff. And there's there's other things you can do to make it a little bit better. Um. But to where I've gotten it, to where as far as, far as I'm going to mess with it, maybe good enough to you know beat the uh, the said dungeon. I don't know what the rules are for the rolling set, but um, if you're having problems with uh, crowd control, though, I don't know what uh, shield bash you use, which rune, but I use crumble, and it crumble seems to take out big groups like nothing. You know, like it just. I don't know if you, it does. It says it says that Crumble Rune increases the weapon damage of Shield Bash to 875, but it also like kind of spreads out a little bit when you hit stuff. Um, yeah. It and uh, like it just feels like when you use Crumble that you hit a bunch of people all at once. If they're you know it's they got to be kind of close together, so you got to use stuff that kind of brings them together. But you know whatever. Um, sometimes on Steed Charge when I use that, I'll, instead of using Endurance, I'll use uh, the one that pulls them together, like uh, Pull and Quarter I think it's called, or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's what I've been up to. I've been running just the, you know, I had different sets, so I, I made a character up to 70, put them on there. Um, so I have like four hardcore level 70 Crusaders this season. Um, <laughs> but, but they all just have a different set, because I figured, hey, well, instead of loading up my stash, I'm just going to put a set on. If one dies, I got, I'll go to the next one. And then I have guys on, for each build, right? So if my invoker, if my hammerin dies, then I go to invoker. If the invoker dies, I'll go to the Rollins. If the Roland dies, I'll go to Acarats. But I don't even know what to do with my Acarats set. Like I have no idea what to do with that. <laughs> oh, I've got a couple of things I can comment on. All right, uh, first off, the Acarats set, uh, Phalanx build is fun. They're a little more squishy, but their damage output is actually pretty impressive. Right. Um, Phalanx and Heaven's Fury. I forgot about those. Oh, yeah. That's probably what those use. You probably use that set for those two builds right yeah there's also another set for the crusader i keep seeing people with it's another lon build uh it's it runs off of um your blessed shield i think is what it's called so when when you throw oh, yeah, your shield out right. i haven't seen anybody using that but it's 
it's got a lot of really good uh, legendary items to go with Blessed Shield. Yeah, I ran I ran with a dude today who was running that on. Uh, uh, I was running with him in a Greater Rift seventy, and it was it was holding its own. Um, the other things I can mention is uh, they're actually with the patch two point four point one. They're actually uh, bringing in a new two handed flail that's for like a shield bash rolling set. Um, it'd be cool. perfect for that. It says it's uh, your shield glare now deals damage equal to up to your last five shield bash casts. So if you combine that, just hit five times with shield bash and then throw out your shield glare, the damage is going to be insane. It's huge, huge numbers. Um, and the last thing I can mention, you said your, uh, uh, what was your, what was the amulet you said you were wearing for your, uh, invoker set? Uh, the, I'll look at what it's called again to pronounce it, but it's the one that makes, it's, it's called, he, um, Halcyon's Accent, or Ascent. It's the one where, uh, when, every time you use Akras Champion, you make everybody jump around, all the monsters jump uncontrollably for eight seconds. Yeah, it's it's funny because that one I don't I don't know if this is what it was deliberately modeled after or not, but the the way the amulet actually looks that it's identical to the band uh, Dead Mouse. It's their logo, and it makes sense. Dead Mouse is a dubstep group, and you know people jumping up and down. That's what they do at their concerts. That's I mean that is dubstep. So I don't yeah. know if they just kind of threw that in there as kind of an Easter egg or something, but every time I see it, that's that's all I can think about is that band. But uh, something else that could be cool if you wanted to really uh, take control of that is if you ever wanted to run without your provoke, so you wouldn't really need to use the the shield that um, increases your. Uh, uh, the yeah, the spiker. The reason I actually am using that shield, though, too, just before you do say this, is that it's the best shield I found. I mean, this thing has 31% chance to block. I I go over the cap for block almost all the time when I'm doing stuff. Like it's insanely high block chance. That's awesome. Um, mm -hmm. If if you can find a good one, I mean, I'm running with an Accurate's Awakening shield right now. With my invoker yeah. set, it is insanely hard to find. I just found I my first found one that rolled like mm -hmm. crap. But if <laughs> you do find one, the difference it makes is unreal. I mean, I am always in uh, Accurate's Champion now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I pretty much get it cooled down before the before it runs out, so I can keep it on constantly. So if you wanted to, if you ran that shield, you might be able to just you know, spam the crap out of uh, out of them jumping like that. Just keep them jumping forever. Even if mm -hmm. I know you said you're killing them before the what seven seconds wears off. Well, or yeah, but that's in like T10. But, you know, I got a lot. I could go a lot higher, and where they wouldn't die that fast. Yeah. Um, but I forget. It'd be funny to do. Trying to think, what's the ring that I was supposed to use? Yeah, Accurate's Awakening is definitely one that I've been looking to find. Because, um, let's see, every six with block, you reduce all cooldown. Yeah, wow, that's, that would be insane. I'd put that in the queue probably, though, um, depending on the roll you know, that I get. But, yeah, that's insanely crazy right now because my, my block chance is so high. So that would just 
make everything insane um but with the build i was going to run i've been trying to find i need to find a compass rose and traveler's pledge as well because i want the um or is this the hammered in one? No, this is my invoker build. Okay, yeah, if you do that, if you can get a good Traveler's Pledge and Compass Rose as well on this build, um, you can get, uh, you know, the while moving damage is reduced by 50% while standing still damage is, is increased up to 100, so that would help a little bit too. Uh, but I've, I have to the death of me, I can't find that, that, or that, that set, either piece on hardcore anyway i went on to softcore and i found two ancient pieces of each one but <laughs> but um yeah i you know I've, I've looked around for it seems like there's a couple items you can just never find when you want there's always one item to your build like no matter how, if someone else is finding it 10 billion times you'll never find it like the first time i did a rolling set i couldn't get the pyramorella plans to save my life almost an entire season went by i think it was like season three where i couldn't get the pyramidal plans and then i found them and then the season was like over i was you, you got to be kidding me <laughs> yeah. yeah that would have sucked but yeah what i'm trying to think what's uh achilia achilia curios i think is what it is um well if to get uh is another armor that it says is good to use instead of using the uh armor for the invoker set because you don't have to, uh, there are because there isn't an armor for the invoker set. I mean, um, a body armor that is. And yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, here it is. I just looked it up. It's while above 90, 90 to ninety-five percent primary resource, all damage taken is reduced by fifty percent. And seems like you, like, I'm pretty sure in, in invoker set you really like you never use primary resource. So it's like always you're that's you're always reduced by another fifty percent uh, damage reduction. You know, so yeah. See, it'd be nice to have. Uh, Achilles Curios and then Heart of Iron in your in your in your um, in your cube, but since I haven't been able to find that, I wanted to find a replacement, so that's why I did the Demons um, Demons Hide set. Now, tell you the truth, anybody that's listening out there, um, send us an email or, or or tweet. Tell us I want to hear something about your opinions on Fire Thorns damage. If because. Um, I didn't even know it existed. I know it was different. Like, I didn't know their specific thing. I mean, like, I know you do fire damage, but I didn't know there was something that said, like, 6,000, since it's a set bonus, 6,000 fire thorns damage. Is it, If that's supposed to be, like, really, really better or than regular thorns or what? But it just seemed like since I got it, I did so much better. Than, you know what I mean? It, it's probably my own, like, just fluke, you know, thoughts, but whatever. Um... Well, but I really, yeah, I really need to do the pants better because out of that set, because that's all I could use is the pants difference. But anyway, go go ahead, bud. Um. Well, as far as the fire thorns, I think, um, I, I don't I don't know if it makes it super strong. I, I don't know too much about it, but I do know normal thorns doesn't have an element. It's not an element type, so nothing really boosts it. Well, if you were using the uh, right. uh, convention of elements, if it rolls fire, because you you have fire thorns because of you know the passive of that armor, mm -hmm. uh, the convention of elements should actually increase that thorns damage output by two hundred percent when it's on fire. And then all the rest when it's on, it's physical. It's the regular thorns, isn't it? Uh, that's only when you uh, activate your iron skin. 
with the um, with the reflective skin buff because actually it that's um, that's why you get such a damage increase when iron iron skin is active. Right. Um, but yeah, normally apparently thorns is just it's it's true damage. It's its own damage type, um, which makes right. it kind of weird. Another thing I can say is uh, just so to everybody that doesn't know. Um, you, you don't have to use this weapon for any invoker set thing. I have it in my cube because I just like it. The Blood Brother, uh, its legendary effect says it grants a 15 to 20 percent chance to block attacks, and blocked attacks inflict 30 percent less damage. And after blocking an attack, your next attack inflicts 30 percent additional damage. Well, that that's all fine and well. That extra damage and less damage you take is all cool, but if you didn't know, the it says it grants a 15 to 20 percent chance to block attacks. That does not scale with your normal block chance. So if your normal block chance is maxed out at the 75 percent, which is the max, the 15 to 20 percent chance to block with the Blood Brother is entirely separate from that chance. So you right. have a 20 percent chance to block with the Blood Brother per attack, and then your 75 percent with excluding the blood brother so it's yeah, yeah I'm trying to think. i actually was just i was looking at a build that i was working on i forget who which which one of my builds it was but um blood brothers uh weapon was i think recommended to be put into the cube or something maybe it was maybe it was this one maybe it was the invoker um one of the cube recommendations yep it is blood brother uh Grants yeah, the 15, 30%. Okay, but for someone like me who already has max, I think I, I'm pretty sure I go over max on the block chance on my build. Um, which, oh, by the way, that's actually probably why I'm not dying nearly as much as I did in the old one. I didn't have as much block chance on my old, on my original character that I made this season. But, so, let's say I go over 75. And, or in like the high to higher torments and whatever, because um, I'm guessing um, what do we have? What's what's the word? Um, d- diminishing returns is still involved in the difficulty levels, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. So, so uh, I'm wondering if I max mine and I'm wasting some block chance, like that I don't need with like some of my skills that I'm adding. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, yeah. hold your ground. Uh, you can always dodge, but your block chances increase by 30%. Like, I don't even know if I need that 30% to be at uh, 75% with everything else I have. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. what I was thinking about doing is take that off and use, like, finery, you know, for more strength. Because then I'm not, like, wasting any block chance. If it's going past it, you're technically wasting, aren't you? Yeah, yes, correct. Exactly. So you're over, I'm overdoing it. But what I like I'll have to do is I'll have to test it. I'll have to go in and look because um if I had Blood Brothers on right now, I'd be as long as you're under 75, that's helping your 75%, correct? You were saying? If you're over, um, then it's being separate or is it always separate? It's Wait, wait. Are you talking about with the Blood Brother or without? Yeah, but with the Blood Brother. Uh, with Blood Brother, it's always separate, no matter okay. what your normal block chance is. Okay, then my little hypothesis I was thinking up in my head doesn't really add up. Okay, um, 
Yeah, that's there's some awesome insights there. I know, yeah, I haven't been able to find an Acurats champion or Acurats that that one shield to save my life, and I've I've. <laughs> I've made so many shields, either making them out of rares or finding them or whatever. It's, it's insane, but oh, yeah, I, I, I like that. Would mind, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I wouldn't mind being able. To, maybe I'll YouTube uh, make a little thing on. Um, I'll record a little YouTube video and post it up so people can see how my uh, little thorns build works with uh, making everybody jump with Acarats and how it is with my guy. That way, everyone can check it out. Who wants to see it? That I've been talking on the show, but yeah, I'd, I'd really like to switch out my sw a swift mount to like actually use one. That's a, a good one if I could find a good one, um, and then put hack in the cube because I don't know. I really don't see why pig sticker so much better. Yeah, it's got point two more attacks and stuff, but like to not use hack somewhere in your build when you're doing thorns, like to me seems bad. Because, I mean, if every time you hit, you get your thorns damage, and with the other stuff you don't, it has to, you know, that's how you get it to go when it's not proccing on its own. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get you. And, I, like, I was looking at builds that are trying to say, like, Pig Sticker is better for main, and I'm thinking, I don't know. You know, I've used them both. I had a Pig Sticker. It wasn't nearly as good as, yeah, I could hit super, super fast. And the attack speed, I guess, it has to do with, like, how often you proc, but if you're procking at 100% of the time when you're hitting, to me, it's more worth it. But to each their own, I don't know. Like, I'm not good uh, with generating numbers. You know, like, some people are very, so much better at their crafting than I am, you know? Yeah, I think it depends on your 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 gameplay, like, what you want to do, because the hack, it, it only counts that for when you attack somebody else. I think why people like the pig sticker um instead is because it's it's you know the plus percentage damage to beasts and humans whatever yeah right. i think that works with your thorns like if, if they were to attack you and get thorns without you attacking them i think it increases the damage by that too or right. the pig sticker increases that damage but outside of that i do agree with you the hack when you actually attack somebody else it I'd imagine it hits much harder than a pig sticker does. Right. Yeah. And I don't... If I wasn't using um, Ring of Roll Grandeur, I'd probably use Convention of Elements on that build. But I have a Convention of Elements. By the way, I was just going to bring these up because they're really awesome finds. Um, back on my Roland set, I, I slapped on... Because Invokers, you know, you don't need the crit chance of damage anymore. But I actually found a uh, Convention of Elements that had um, 435 strength... Uh, it had it has 50% uh, crit damage on it, which I rolled that one because it was lower. Uh, I was at like 26 or so percent, like when I first got it. But it has this full six crit chance, and then it had the open socket. So it was an oh, and it was 200% right off the bat. So it was like an insanely awesome convention element. Oh man, I'm yeah. jealous. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like thinking back uh, back in the days of like auction house, that would be a couple billion <laughs> but uh yeah yeah definitely yeah. you get some real money off of that yeah. and then same with i got a justice justice lantern uh, that rolled pretty decent too it was like 466 strength see 32 percent crit damage um i've rolled 4.5 crit chance and then that has a socket as well i'm trying to find see i have a uh, i found a an awesome um 
Stone of Jordan. I'm trying to look where I slapped it on. I think, yeah, it's on my hammered and um, guy, but uh, I got the uh, 434 strength. I got crit damage at 35%, so that obviously can be improved, but uh, I got the 30% elite damage and then an open socket with that. It had 6% crit chance, I think, on it, but I needed crit damage. I, I had enough crit chance on this build already. Yeah. And. Let's see, and then I got like a BK wedding band that has 449 for the strength, 50% crit chance, um, 6% or 50% crit damage, 6% crit chance, and the open socket on a Pocathos wedding band. So, yeah, I got a, I got lucky with getting the double crit chance, crit damage, open socket. You know what I mean? On a couple of yeah. those rings, I was happy for that, but I can't find really like any. Um, like amulets to save my life this season really any like really spectacular ones you know what i mean yeah but whatever yeah. got a lot of mixed stuff all my all every one of my guys that i have like at least a set for can pretty much go into torment 10 maybe they're not gonna destroy but they can they can go into it you know so um i mean the invoker says probably the best at it but i'm happy with that like that's where i'm satisfied i'm not really like a leaderboards chaser i'm never going to be better than the best guy out there because i just don't i'll never have that much time to play you know yeah but I just have a blast with it so that's pretty much what i've been doing in game just a lot of like i said a lot of crusader play um i did play softcore a little bit i made a soft seder i called them <laughs> and that was just kind of messing around with uh like jesse and schmitty and i don't even really have a build i just basically got power leveled in, in like an hour i went from Parag or level one to paragon 79 and uh and softcore and just got so much gear in my stash i don't even know what to do with it because it's all mixed up with different stuff i got ancients like crazy <laughs> um that i just been throwing on as i get it so it's 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 just a little have some fun type of type of stuff like i got a, yeah. a yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I've been doing in-game. I mean, uh, if I talk any longer about in-game, we're going to have a five-hour show here. So, But um, on your end, anything you'd like to add? Nope. I'm okay. good. Awesome. Okay, well, um, just that being said, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to take a short break here. And while doing that, I'd just like to mention our donate button. Um, we do have uh, on the website, uh, you can... Uh, Scroll down on the right side of the page, I believe, to find the donate button where you can uh, contribute to the show whenever you want. You know, we're not asking for anything. If you'd like to help out in any way, that'd be great. Um, just feel free at your own um, convenience to do that. Like I said, not asking for any handouts, but if you wish to uh, do that, be ahead or go right ahead. And we'd appreciate it. Also, uh, I want to mention our Audible. Um, don't forget, uh, we are sponsored by Audible. Uh you can find that uh, website at h or at uh, bit.ly/soulstone2016. Um, you get a free 30-day trial with that uh, when you use our when you use the. Uh, excuse me, I am having a mouth. When you go to the website using our, when you go to Audible using our website, the bit.ly/soulstone2016, you'll get a free 30-day trial. Um, after that, it's just $14.95 per month after the trial period. Uh, you do receive one credit per month. Uh, it's good for um, one credit. It's good for one audiobook, and that's any title at all. Uh, I believe you still get, uh, now don't quote me, but over there's over 180,000 titles to choose from now. I, I do believe you still get uh, uh, access to um, 
New York Times. I forget what the other one is uh, because I usually don't do the Audible ad. I apologize uh, about that. Um, but if we have to, we can always uh, redo that. So it's uh, we've done it a thousand times, and I never remember the Audible ads. Um, it's the New York Times and something. It's like a prescription to that, I believe. You get with that. But uh, but yeah, I mean. The free 30-day trial you get one free credit with the 30-day trial um go in um i know when i did it i, I enjoyed it very well i downloaded uh one of those, it was one of the diablo books uh that are an audio book on that check that out if you like it keep it going if not you get to you know make your decision um so risk-free 30-day trial check out audible bit.ly slash soulstone 2016 to get to that all right, well, we're back, and, you know, it's time for our section of the show where we do our feedback on emails and tweeters. So, um, yeah, Dylan, Dylan, you ready for this? I have kind of a long show already. Still got the main, main. I, you know, I did tweet out that it's probably going to be a long show tonight, but we still got a lot to go for you guys. Um, we do the tweets this time. Um, just... Because we're going to have a long show tonight, guys. I think I'm just what I'm going to do is kind of read the uh, the tweets, just kind of get through them. Um, if uh, any of them are like real like questions or something we need to go back to, like we usually kind of tangent off the tweets, I'll, I'll probably go back to like some of the main ones afterward. But I'm just going to kind of read them quick just to make sure they do get read off. So I'm going to go ahead and start. Don't you sit back, chime in if you want to. Um, you know what? Actually, can you can see the ones on the page, right? Correct. Okay. Why don't you go through these ones and just go ahead and read them off? You know, you just it's like we do on the show. If that's okay with you, and if there's a question, go ahead and try to answer it if you can, or I'll chime in and I'm gonna pull up the other tweets. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. Go ahead whenever you're ready. All right. This one's from at Antistar three one six at Shattered Soulstone. Uh, gem changes. Um, what do you like in patch 2.4.1 as far as the gem changes what what I like about it personally is I like the plans for the Taigook it being completely remade for um, channeling abilities it's awesome I'm really looking forward to that Uh, same with the Gogok of Swiftness Um, the dodge chance instead of having a um, increased cooldown rate I think will make it huge for especially monks since their uh, dodge chance is massive already it's just gonna make them ridiculously strong once again I mean they're already massively strong but it's just gonna make them harder to be hit you know yeah um, and so you know, uh, Dil, uh, also that was um, at Antistar three sixteen. Just so we're clear, Gem Changes was his answer to the question of the show that we had for what do you like in patch two point four. That's what QOTS stands for. I didn't see that. Sorry, before oh. I set you loose. Um, no, it's good that you answered what like what you like. That's great. But yeah, the he's saying like um, what do you like in patch? What he likes in patch two point four for one are the gem changes. Is what he was actually saying there. But no, that's it's still great. Go ahead and. Keep going. For sake. Uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's, 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 it's good. It's right. good. Uh, let's go to the next one. Um, at Slugnutty, uh, at Shattered Soulstone. Success. Greater Rift 70 solo. Done. Been trying forever. Completed in 13 minutes and 10 seconds. Last personal milestone for this season. Done. Congratulations. That's awesome. Can't wait till I get to that point. 
Um, next up is at uh, simple underscore destro. Uh, season six on PTR. It is getting closer. Get hyped. Oh, okay. It's I getting get closer. Excited. Get hyped <laughs> for it. Um, uh, at the WM workshop at KSB podcast at Shattered Soulstone. And last one uh, at Slugnutty at Shattered Soulstone. One freshly minted hardcore WD uh, Witch Doctor level 70 check. Three years playing the game and first attempt at hardcore and completed first try. Wow, congratulations. That's yep, pretty impressive. Congrats, Slugnutty. And I know he's got a couple more uh, tweets that I'll have to read from the actual uh, from the Twitter account because I haven't um, brought him over to here yet. But uh, like one of his tweets, and I'll just go ahead and go to it right now. He was talking about how I, I convinced him to uh, get on to hardcore because he's been mostly a, a softcore player. So that was pretty cool of him. So the next week comes from uh, Slugney again. He says, looking forward to any DH changes. Please move Paragon Notifier off buff bar area. Stash tab number eight incoming. And I'm starting where I'm starting off. I'm making sure... We might, I might be saying something that we did last week, actually. Make sure I'm, let me go ahead and see if I'm up there on, in the right spot, actually. See, this is what I call about being unprepared. I had, I was doing the tweets, I got sick, I stopped doing them, and then I never put them on for the show, and I forgot to do it. That's why I gotta read them right off the website. We usually, that's why we, we usually bring them over to the, the show notes, Dylan, so that, um, you can tell that we prepare and easy to read them. But you know me. <laughs> okay, why well, is it? That uh, happens, you know. Okay, yeah, we definitely, <laughs> we definitely saw that stuff. Okay, all right, here, there it is. Now I actually found where we're at. Okay, okay. At asthma, de- asthma, asthma, asmadius says, <laughs> says at shattered stone, at the West March workshop. Uh, belt season lost my Marauders. DH to uh, DC a couple weeks ago. Guess it's time to roll another one. He has a, a little screenshot of let's see. It looks like his crashing rain um, for the waste and a picture of Zoe's secret uh, oh the different belts that he has for his demon hunter. A couple screenshots of that. So that's for that tweet. And okay, I make sure there wasn't a response or anything to that one because I'm kind of going up the list here. Okay, we got one from let's see season. Oh, in response to uh, at Simple Destro's tweet from earlier where he said season six on the PTR closer get hyped. Uh, the West March Workshop also. Uh, re- I sent it out, and I'm, it's more of like a retweet to add Simple Destro and add KSP Podcast and add Shadow Stone. And he, they said hashtag hype. So there, I'm basically just shouting that one out again. So let's see here. Here's another tweet. Uh, we got one from at Dead Greed eighteen. 18- 12 he's these he or she says at Shatterstone made the PTR leaderboards with my witch doctor Helltooth gargantuan damage is unreal hashtag buff witch doctors please another one from at slug nutty with a looks like a little um uh 
sorry, screenshot here. He says, boom, goes to Dynamite. First ever season completion. Had to sell someone on to season... Had to tell someone on to season six. Oh, okay. Had to tell someone on to season six. Okay. So, he got his... Dynamite first ever... Oh, he just completed... I guess he... He completed his full season journey. Right. Okay. And then Westmark Workshop treated back to him in response. He said... They and to us with you know along in the tweet said congrats for doing that. Um, keep moving up the line here. Okay, another tweet from Matt Slugnuggy and he tweets at the Asherstone at Westmark Workshop. He says, okay, I'm a player that lives on goals. New goal before the end of the season. Paragon to hit under another first if I can. Well, good luck if he did that. And I'm sure he maybe will get a tweet whether he did that or not. Uh, Slugnutty with another tweet says at Shatterstone loving playing hardcore witch daughter. Thanks Antonio. You pushed me over the edge to try it. The extra pucker factor makes it fun <laughs> Yes, it does. I'm sure I, I say the extra pucker is when you know you pucker up the cheeks when you're about to die You know so <laughs> He had sent that to me actually when I was in game and I told him to tweet that because I thought it was pretty cool that I uh, got him to Someone to come over to the hardcore side That is pretty uh, awesome Yep, anyone I can recruit, I will, you know, so. Because I got to have more people to play with. (laughs) I got to have more people (laughs) to play with. Uh, Got a tweet here from the Alienationer. He says, at Shatterstone, at KSB Podcast, got Greater Rift 73 and reached limits of Helltooth Gargantuan. Uh, Not enough Ancients for LON, so our latest nightmare. So that's it for me in Season 5. Okay, and the next tweet comes from at Hogeye underscore CTR. Listen to Shattered Soulstar and your Diablo podcast, episode 115, Lantonio's monologue. And then he tweeted that to at Twitch, and it looks like he has a link to the episode. So he's just saying he's listening to that. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, at KSB Podcast, uh, sent uh, at the Alienationer and at Shatterstone. There's still, there's still more time. Don't give up. 24-7 marathon. Go, 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 go. <laughs> and that, oh, that's a conversation. So that was in response to uh, the Alienationer's uh, Greater of 73 wrench. Re- oh, because he... Bleh. Because he tweeted earlier the 73, Greater Rift 73 reached the limits of health, Tooth Gargantuan, uh, not enough Ancients for LSN, so that's it for me. Um, KSB Podcast sent back to them. There's still more time, don't give up. 24-7 Marathon, go, go, go. <laughs> okay, so the Alienationer sent another podcast that worked out uh, to KSB Podcast and to Shadowstone. Worked out a variation of the Wish Doctor Legacy of Nightmare build with Locust Swarm. I just walk around and stuff dies. Fun, fun, fun. So it looks like uh, Legacy of Nightmare kind of works with a lot of different classes and different types of Legacy of Nightmares. So that's that's kind of interesting to know. Yeah, it seems seem so. <laughs> At least there's one for the Witch Doctors anyway. Um, okay. I'd like to see more on it. Yeah, I should look up some videos myself on it because I don't know a lot about it, but... Um, Let's see, we got uh, a tweet from at Daytime Shark. He says, "At Shadow Stone, playing on Xbox One Crusader. I love that class. I find it to match my playstyle in games. I would agree with you. It's a very fun class. And looks like we got some council gamers. So anyone uh, else that got an Xbox One, I know I've I can't remember who I've all seen, but I've had people ask me for anyone that's playing on the councils. Um, he also tweets us uh, 
uh, console not bad. Just feel like I am missing out on seasons and some of the different things you can do on a PC. Crusaders number one. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I do both console and, and seasons. And yeah, seasons is kind of cool to not miss out on. But, you know, you got your, you know, there's things that the console has that the PC don't. Stuff the PC has, the console don't. So, it's just what it is. And maybe in the future, seasons can somehow come to console. Um, as Skullbash1241 uh, tweeted us at Sharestone, make it happen. Sorry, haven't tweeted at the show lately. Glad to hear your show is still growing strong. And that's from um, a response to uh, me uh, tweeting from our show account tonight. My fellow Loot Deviants, would you be opposed to a bit longer than normal episode this week? Because we got a lot to talk about. Hashtag three hour plus show OMG! Exclamation point. And like I said, Skullbash said. Uh, make it happen. Sorry, I haven't tweeted uh, at the show lately. Glad to hear the show is still going strong. So, uh, Jesse, who was on with us earlier, tweeted at Sharestone. Let your boy know if you need a ghost, a guest host tonight. Rach is at work, and once the kids go to bed, I'm good. And that's why I uh, went ahead and asked him to come on, because he just last minute mentioned. I thought, hey, what the heck, right? Okay, and one last tweet we have from at Walkman8. He says, at Shorterstone, hell yeah, do it. And that was in response to that same tweet that I had about the three-hour plus show. (laughs) (laughs) So it seemed like everyone... Okay, so a couple of the tweets, I'll just say, like I tweet, because we usually don't say what like we tweet out. We just say what other people tweet us usually. But I tweeted out earlier today from the show, a couple different reminders and stuff. So I'll, I'll read those out for everyone. So kind of know what we're talking about quick. Just let me load them up. Okay, I started with recording episode 116 of Shattered Souls Zone tonight. Sorry for a couple day delay. The crude and technical tech, the crud and technical difficulties had to occur. I got sick and my internet went down. Get your last minute tweets, uh, question of the show tweets, and emails out before episode 116 now as we we record tonight at 8 p.m. Central. Hope to hear from lots of you. Um, and then a little birdie told me a new guest, maybe a new voice, maybe joining us tonight. I'm excited. Who could it be? And now we know. <laughs> uh, Jesse and Dylan. My fellow loot dividends, would you be opposed to a bit longer than the normal episode this week? Because we got lots to talk about. 3R Plus Show OMG! And obviously, everyone is totally fine with that. So, you know what? Maybe I won't rush. As long as you're not in a hurry. You're not getting too wiped out on me. <laughs> oh, no. I've got plenty of time. Oh, uh, you can show good energy on me? Good, 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 good. Okay, well, that's our tweeters. And, um, uh, we didn't really get anything, any answers to the question of the show, but, I mean... I mean, we talked about it, whatever. I'm going to keep that um, same question out for now, for next, since we didn't really get any answers for next week, and I don't really have another question right now. Um, if you guys... I'll, I'll leave it up a couple more days. If I don't get any answers, then I'll change it, and, and I'll and I'll uh, tweet out a new question in the show. But for now, like I said, how, how could D3 social aspects be improved? Give me your ideas, thoughts, and stuff like that. Uh, I just want to take this time to also remind everyone uh, that we do run a Patreon. Um, before we dive into the emails, I want to let you know about our Patreon campaign where you can help support the show. You can become a Patreon, the Shattered Soulstone, by going to patreon.com slash soulstone and making a monthly pledge. Each and every pledge is greatly appreciated. Um, note about the Patreons as they are currently in, um, in works. So... 
if you'd like to become a Patreon right now, that's great. You're basically just supporting the show, and it's highly, highly appreciated. But um, the different things that are be with each Patreon, and depending on what you do, and like the bonuses from me doing it and stuff like that, it's all being reworked, and that'll be out shortly. So thank you very much. Um, as of the last time I looked, there wasn't any new Patreons, but uh, if I don't have the site up right now. If there is happen to be a new one, I'll, I'll make sure I tweet it out. Thank you, but I'm pretty sure that's um, no new ones as of right now. But thanks for everyone who is a Patreon, who was a Patreon, whoever will be a Patreon. Thank you very, very much. So, whew, man, it's a lot of talking, I tell you. I'm getting a little parched. I might have to break for a drink here. All I don't right. know. What about you? How you doing over there? I'm doing pretty good. Um yeah, holding some, back, giggling. Some, <laughs> I'm just looking at the emails, and it looks like some deadbeat wrote me a book that I got to read now too. Um, oh yeah, I know it, this is crap, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it's horrible. I don't know who that would be, but uh, I got a few who, emails here. Who's who who's this? Uh, that long? Jesus. Uh, let's see, who is who is it from again? Oh shit, it's from West. It's from West Portillo. <laughs> oh, that loser. Damn, <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, like we were saying, um, somebody left us a nice little email, so, oh, okay, here I go, deep breath, from our lovely guest, Vespertilio, and he's here, so I can yell at him as I'm running out of air. Oh no, if I cry, it's your fault. Hey Jen, Brazia, and Antonio. I hope all is well. Well, it was until I saw the length of this email. Anyway, <laughs> I really oh, want to. So it starts. <laughs> we, so it starts. You know, it's funny we joke about long emails, but we just we love having emails. We're just kidding, by the way. Long emails, any emails, all emails accepted and are great. Anyway, I really wanted to continue sending emails after the last few episodes, but I got really busy with work and with life, and actually building a new computer. And you told us about that. On top of that, I had gotten a little burnt out of Diablo 3, so I decided to make like Lantonio and reinstall Diablo 1 for the first time in many years. Haha, <laughs> see, I, 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 uh, I spread to people, like wildfire, moss, weeds, stuff like that. I ended up, never mind, okay, I ended up beating the game a few days after I started, and after restarting the game about four times to get some better loot, killed Diablo, and I was only level 25. It at, last, it at least seemed low to me since the level cap is 50. However, I forgot how incredibly hard it is to level up in that game. On my fourth reset, I'm pretty sure I only leveled up about three times from Dungeon 1 all the way down to Diablo himself. This time, I also made sure I paid attention to all the lore and spoke to everyone as much as I could, and I had a ton of fun doing it. Still, Diablo, I still love Diablo 1 just as much as I did back when it was new. And I bet... I don't blame you. It's awesome. I just did the same thing, and is it level cap fifty and stuff? I don't remember that. I just kind of—I never like pay attention to what level I am. I just kind of go and like if I'm strong enough, I go on. Like I don't even remember what level I was when I defeated it with the um, the warrior. Took me a lot longer. I did it with a sorcerer, and like I think the sorcerer was pretty, pretty low level. It wasn't that high. So anyway, um, but yeah, that's that's awesome that you did that. Because, like, I just did it, so it was freaking awesome. And that's half the reason, another reason I wanted you on the show, because, like, I, everything I keep reading from you I like, and we have a lot in common. 
and stuff like that. So I thought it'd be cool to have you to be a good guest. And I'm glad that you were excited once again to come on. But let's get more to your email. I'm now back into Diablo 3, but when I get burnt out again, I want to go back and replay Diablo 2. Perhaps I might even run into Lantonio. <laughs> I think you might. And if you're interested, like what we talked about earlier, I think it'd be really fun. Unless you want to do the online experience um, that way. Uh, I'd love to do Diablo 2. Go back and... Um, run through the game with you i mean whenever so i mean yeah, I, I i get burnt out on diablo 3 all the time so i have no problem going back diablo 3 is going to be there for years diablo 2 is nostalgic and i haven't played it for a long time so i'd love to go back and play yeah i'd be i'd actually prefer to do that with you uh instead of just going on online i like the online multiplayer experience yeah. but i think it's it especially since i haven't beaten it before i've only gotten so far in it I think it'd be more rewarding just to go through it and actually pay attention to what's going on. Yeah, if you do like an actual gameplay and you get all your own stuff, and except for like stuff that I've helped you find or you've helped me find, you know, and and then also playing with me because I'm very experienced in the game, I can kind of help us do a little bit of stuff, you know, that you probably wouldn't normally have done on your own, like a little bit of hints just to kind of, you know, get ourselves a little bit tougher because I know how to like, you know, now that I've got so much experience, I kind of know better ways to level when you're kind of stuck and stuff like that, so... But anyway, I think it'd be great. So we definitely got to talk about how to do that right away. Hey, heck, maybe we should even record and like stream it or something. That'd be really cool because I can record. That would it. be really we'll awesome. We'll just run a YouTube show or something. All right. Just gameplay. We don't have to do anything special. But uh, anyway, so I have are continuing on. Anywho, moving on. Um, so I have been running into something in Diablo 3 a lot lately. I've noticed that a lot of people have been talking to in-game, a lot of people I've been talking to in-game are struggling to get where they want to be. Whether it be in their season journey, running high greater rifts, or anything else they are looking to achieve. This is pretty normal to happen, I get that, but the reason why they are struggling can be fixed. All the people I've been talking to have had the right gear and the right skill set, but they don't seem to have any have the affixes on their gear that they need to for the build to be for the build they're running. This is way this is way more common than I thought, and it was I don't or this is way more common than I thought it was, and I don't know exactly why, but my guess is because most people don't want to get into the math of this game, which is definitely understandable. I am one of those people too. However, I think knowing what affixes to look out for and to re-roll for have been mistakenly filled in with the math of this game. Mindset for a lot of people. Honest mindset. Uh, mindset for a lot of people. Honestly, sometimes with affixes there can be a little bit of math, but not much at all. You just want to have to know what to look for, out for, and, and like what's good and what's not. Affixes are, are what is giving you the crazy damage output. You can have amazing gear, all ancients, a great armor set, and be running with the proper skills to take advantage of the set bonus. But if you have horrible affixes on all of that gear, you will get only so far and only be so strong. It's like buying a brand new hardcore gaming computer and installing Windows 98 on it. You have you have, you have enormous power, but you are not using it to its full potential. <laughs> and that makes a lot of sense. Actually, I, I agree with a lot of that. You know, I mean, I've even had that problem myself. You know. Um, for instance, I had no idea that I didn't need crit chance and crit damage when the season started because I didn't look into that. You know, I just assumed everything needs crit damage and crit chance. But <laughs> I didn't know Thorns yeah. didn't do that. And I've always actually had a, like been a little bit confused on like what, uh, even with like attack speed, what helps attack speed and what doesn't, how people realize what does and what doesn't. You know, like I know like on certain when I was playing uh, 
Witch Doctor, I learned that, like, attack speed can actually hurt a lot of certain things and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, especially with the wizard, it can mm -hmm. drain your mana ridiculously fast. Right, that's what I was having issues with when I was doing, like, uh, my Witch Doctor. I was, like, had too much uh, attack speed and, like, I was running out of mana too fast, so... Anyway, I attached an audio file that explains some pretty basic ways anyone can optimize their gear to bring out their max potential. I hope it helps. Um, have a great day. You guys are amazing as always. And that is the email from Dylan here. So, I do have your uh, audio file. Hey everyone, I hope all is well for our wonderful hosts and for all the listeners out there. I am the Westbertilio, and I am here to throw down some information uh, to those who don't already know. Uh, also, bear with me as my first recording, so I hope it's not horrible. So, I fairly recently got a friend of mine into Diablo 3 for the first time. I was going well, he was leveling, he joined a clan to help him out and get stronger, and he was having fun. Uh, when we were online at the same time, he would often shoot me an invite to his party, and we'd play and whatnot. There'd always He'd always be full of uh, his clan members. His party would always be full of his clan members. And uh, um, so I started seeing his clan a lot and whatever, and they're, they're good, really nice people. Well, one of them one day asked for help. Um, he was trying to get through Greater Rift 30 for his season journey. He was running a Demon Hunter with a Shadow Mantle set, and he just uh, he wasn't doing enough damage. So he asked for some advice. And uh, I was able to help him, I uh, gave some detailed information, I, I looked at his build and uh, gave him some tips and pointers to make him stronger and whatnot. And so later that night he shot me another message um, and told me that my advice worked, he blew through Greater Rift 30 with ease and he didn't die, he had no problem at all. After that, I started getting a lot of messages from a lot of other people in his clan uh, asking for the same advice. So uh, I gave it to him and it turned out to be pretty successful. Um, so it made me realize that a lot of people aren't using their gear to, the full, to their full uh, potential. Now, I'm not trying to say that a custom build is not the way to go. I'm just saying that depending on what you're looking to achieve, whether it be a season journey goal or a Torment 10 worthy build, there may be just a fun build to run, there might be some specific things to look out for. Uh, I'm going to be talking more uh, about the completing of season journey goals, just to get the extra damage, some defense in there, and being able to go through that journey. So. Uh, the first thing you're looking for, um, if you have the right, most people have the right gear and the right um, builds, like uh, abilities, skills, equipped, and everything like that. Most people have got that down, so I'm not going to say anything about that. Um, but if you're looking to boost your damage, the best way to do that is to increase your critical hit chance, and a close second is your critical hit damage. Um, that's gonna get your base damage up really high. Uh, that's how you see a bunch of people or all these people with um, in the millions of base damage, and the, that's essentially how they're doing us. The main thing you got to worry about. After crit chance and crit damage, the best form varies on the item. For weapons, the most important is you need a socket on it at all times. You need an emerald. Uh, 
an emerald gem in that slot to get a huge increase in your crit damage, which is going to be a huge increase in your base damage as well. Um, after that, the most important is your primary stat. Weapons generally roll pretty high numbers for the primary stat. Uh, and it increases your damage as well as your defense, so it's you generally don't have to worry about that, but that is very important. The next is the actual damage of the weapon itself. If you hover your mouse over an item and hold down control, you can see the range at which all of the affixes can roll. Uh, if the damage of the weapon itself uh, has rolled the lower end, it is actually hugely beneficial to try and roll that higher. I just figured that out not too long ago myself, and it has been hugely beneficial. Uh, next comes your damage increase by percentage. Uh, all this does is it actually just increases the damage of the weapon by a percentage given, like 7, 8, 9%. After that, it really depends on your build, like attack speed and whatnot. That's helpful, but if you're running a build like a Rykor set for a Barbarian, it's really not going to help you too much. So it, just, it really depends on what build you're running. Uh, for almost anything else, like your armor and rings and whatnot, uh, if you get crit chance and crit damage, or if you can roll those on an item, that's the way you need to go first. Um, if an item cannot get those or already has them, the next thing to try to roll is your primary stat. Generally, the items already have that as well, so you don't have to worry too much about that one. Uh, anything after that, I would just go with some defense, like vitality and resistance to all elements, which is hugely important too. Honestly, all of my Torment 10 worthy classes all have at least a minimum of 900 resistances to everything, but the higher the better. I would not recommend going any lower than that, uh, because it would leave you too vulnerable to elite packs. Uh, as for rings and amulets, that's where it gets a little more tricky. Rings and amulets have a tendency to roll multiple effects that you don't need, which also means that there is more to re-roll, but since you can, cannot re-roll more than one effects, you have some decisions to make. Um, on rings and amulets, it is most important to have sockets so you can take advantage of your legendary gems. If you have a socket in it already, the next on the list is to obvi well is obviously crit chance and crit damage. Then after that is your primary stat. Now, after all that, if you want to get into the advanced class with the element damage, uh, you don't need this on any build, but it can make you ridiculously strong if you understand how it works. But I'd recommend mastering the other stuff first. This comes later, so. I'm going to try to sum this one up quick because you can go on forever on this topic, but bonus element damage works way differently than any other damage type. Element damage takes your base damage and increases it by a percentage using a skill of the element type. For example, if you have 1 million base damage and you have an amulet that increases your fire damage by 20%, every time you use a fire skill, your base damage will register at 1.2 million, which means that if a skill does 500% weapon damage, uh, you would do 500% of 1.2 million instead of the 1 million, which is quite a bit of a difference. So I could talk more about that all day, like I said, but I, I won't get into that right now. Um, now the last thing is knowing when to sacrifice damage for a legendary effect. A good example of this is, say you have a focus ring on one hand and an ancient Bolkathos wedding band on the other that rolled perfectly. Uh, it has high crit chance, high crit damage, it has a socket, and it has your primary stat. 
Uh, now say that you came across a restraint ring that is not ancient, and it rolled horribly. And if you were to switch it out with your Bull Cathal's Wedding Band, it would reduce your damage drastically. Now, as painful as it might seem, you will actually benefit from taking off your Bull Cathal's Wedding Band and switching it for the restraint, so you can get the effects of focus and restraint. Uh, the reason being, again, say your base damage is 1 million uh, with the Bull Cathal's Ring equipped. And when you take the ring off and switch it for the horrible restraint ring, you found that it reduces your damage to 800,000. So 200,000 difference, it's huge, you don't like looking at it, it sounds horrible, but if you use folk, the legendary effect from focus and restraint properly and get the 100% damage increase from casting resource spending abilities and restart, uh, resource generating abilities, your damage will be doubled and increased from 800,000 to 1.6 million, which is a huge jump from your base of 1 million with the Volcathos Wedding Band. Well, anywho, I want to cut this short. I know this is a long, uh, long audio, and I'm sorry for that, but we could talk about this all day. Uh, I really hope this helped. Um, I hope everyone can use this to their advantage so everyone can achieve their goals, especially people going after their bonus stash page. Uh, you earned from the season journey. Uh, I would hate to see anybody miss out on anything else uh, like that or anything else. And I wish everyone the best of luck. For those of you who have not gotten it yet in the journey, keep pushing and you will definitely get where you want to be. Well, that's all for now. Wispertilio out. Okay, and uh, thank you for your email, Dylan. Appreciate it as always. Um, we got another email from Asmodeus, at, at Asmodeus, also known as... Todd, um, he sent us an email today as well, and I'm going to go ahead and have you take over that, if that's okay with you, Don. All right, sounds good. Another long one. All right. Uh, okay, Asmodeus. I just did two of the stupidest things I've ever done in D3 in the space of about half an hour and I have to tell him. <laughs> I have to tell him myself. I've been running a Nats build to level gems from one to sixty-one, then switching to my UE main Demon Hunter to go to sixty-five for augmentation. Just got a Tygook to sixty-five, so I put it into the cube and added Nats boots. I was looking forward to seeing the total decks. Uh, screen bump up over 10k it didn't what the heck oh crap the last augment i did on the boots or the I last augment I did, I did was on the boots uh so it was just overwrote and the previous level was 65 i had done curses oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's horrible i feel so bad Oh yeah, so it, you basically lost a, a level 65 Tagak. Oh no, oh, that that one that that would probably feel like a, a hardcore death almost. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, you, you got to put time into 65 too. Wow. And I I've never got I never brought my gems past 25 because I get sick of it. So I can oh, imagine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. So. Um. Go ahead. Right, move back on. to the email. Uh, <laughs> since Tyguk is a <laughs> is a must on Nats, I switched to my UE main to speed through a fifty. 
put on an amulet with Boon of the Hoarder, switched to Nemesis Bracers, and cleared the Greater Rift in less than three minutes. But since I had left the Hellfire amulet with the Tygook in my stash, as usual, the Guardian did not drop another Tygook. Uh, oh, no. Wasn't that stupid of me? <laughs> no, no, just kidding. That's not the stupid part. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> After putting the Hellfire amulet with the Tygook on my Nat's Demon Hunter's inventory, I switched back to my main to speed through another 50. Guess what passive was on that Hellfire amulet? Guess what happens in Greater Rift 50 when you miss the time, or when you miss time a vault and get blasted by three molten explosions simultaneously? That's right, since I forgot to add awareness back to my build, I blew up my main with over 300 hours played oh. and lost 11 of 13 augmented pieces of gear. Oh my gosh, so I'm guessing left. he was playing hardcore too. Oh, wow. Man. Wow, man. That's that's harsh, buddy. That's really harsh. So um I got I got to feel bad for you. It's like ripping so many ways uh uh but I suppose it led for a good story and something you'll probably never do again. Um he actually had a little uh a little YouTube video added in his email. Um I got the link here. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and, uh, and and or just leave it on the email and play it. But it's like a funny little clip of something you should check out uh, if you guys check out the when you check out the notes or whatever. Um, but I'd highly recommend it. It's uh, it's kind of I forget it's a it's a, a game show spoof if I remember right. What was it? I gotta go back into it honestly to check it because I for, I forget what the link was. I, I remember I liked it at first, but it's kind of you know, giving himself, I'm guess, giving himself a little bit of a hard time over what happened. Um, but I'll pull up that YouTube video real quick here. All right. Well, my internet's running too slow to load up right now. But anyway, check it out. It'll be right past the email um, for us right at the end, and you can check it out there. So we have another email. Um, just moving. Go ahead and moving on from Ad Slug Nutty. He says to start out with, this is too cool. He says, okay, I was completing a rift on my hardcore witch doctor. The last map was the Briarthorn Cemetery. Or Briarthorn Cemetery? Okay. Briarthorn Cemetery. When I noticed that all of the enemy had real human names playing closer attention and grabbing screenshots, I realized that all of the enemy were named after people that work on the Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls. I have to give it to Blizzard for throwing in an Easter egg. Easter eggs right in front of us at the same time giving credit to the people who make the game we all love so much. See the screenshots attached below. Also of note, I even read names of interns including included in the enemy. Well played, Blizzard. Well played. And he's got a bunch of screenshots of different people um, uh, and different names from real people in the cemetery. Uh, that It's kind of like um, an Easter egg kind of like back where you, you can... Uh, in the cemetery of the forsaken where you could get uh the the last uh crypt to open and then you get all the names of developers and then you go fight i believe at the end uh was uh what's what's his name um the original uh, uh wow i should know this and it's not josh mascara but uh the first game director everyone loves 
<laughs> What's his name again? Um, how do I not know this? How am I having... Oh, everyone's going to kill me. Oh, I'm the worst oh, podcast host in the world. Um, Dylan, who was who who the game director first for Diablo that uh, everyone complained about? Um, I can't believe uh, I not Wilson. I don't Jay know why Wilson? I couldn't. It's no. Jay Wilson. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't remember his name, but I just couldn't spit it out. But yeah, back when <laughs> Jay Wilson was uh, still the director, he was in that. Uh, you could kill him at the end of that um, uh, that Easter egg. That it was like a really rare dungeon, though. Like never open. Only once in a great while. The fourth dungeon in the cemetery. Like you know, when you go there, all three of them will be open. Uh, every yeah. now and then, the fourth one will be open, and you can go and do that as well. So. Um, I think that concludes our emails. Uh, at least of last of the last time I checked, I could, could if uh, if another one came in late and I missed it, we'll get it on the next show. Um, but I think that was all of them for this week. So I appreciate the emails. Um, don't forget you can always email us at show at shatteredsoulstone dot com. Um, you can do that for Jenna at ShatterSoulStone.com, I believe is hers, Brazia at ShatterSoulStone.com, uh, Latonio at ShatterSoulStone.com, I believe all those all those will work um, if you want to email the show. Or you can even email me, Lantonio at gmail.com, and I can transfer it over. Whatever you'd like to do, whatever's easiest for you, send a direct message even, I'll, I will get it in however we have to do it so that leads us to our links and stuff in a little bit of news section that we have and I'm just kind of going to go over this kind of quickly a few different things that um, we had in here because seeing as though I am by myself this uh, episode um, before we knew Jen and Bridget weren't beyond they kind of had some of their own stuff and I'll go Excuse me, go through it and see if I recognize any of it. But if not, um, just, you know, it'll be all be in the, in the notes and the archives and everything. So, starting up, um, I, this is one that I added. It's a uh, YouTube video from uh, Riker on the bandwave that happened um, for the uh, people that are using, like, the third-party uh, programs and... Um, Riker made a really good video on it, uh, showing uh, who got banned, kind of what what they banned for, for the people that were cheating on the leaderboards and everything. I, if you're a leaderboard follower, I'm sure you're very happy to find out that the ban actually happened. Certain people got banned right on uh, right on stream that deserved it. Luckily, you know that was good for them. Um, speaking of Riker, I also had he also put another YouTube video up that I linked here that I thought was really really good. Um, it's a, it's an April Fool's video of like a D2 remake, and it was really really good. So we go ahead and check that out. Um, also, we got the official Diablo April Fools, and uh, you can just uh, go to Diablo.com, check that out, or I have a link available for uh, like Diablo products that were available only today on the first of April for April Fools. But you, uh, I'm sure that still go if you missed it, you could go check it out. Season 5 is ending soon. Um, yeah, Season 5 is going to end on the April 15th, which I believe is, what, next Friday already? Um, wow, it's coming fast. So uh, get your season stuff done this week. Um, do your pushes, whatever you got to do. Kill off your characters, have fun, whatever. <laughs> so um, just so everybody knows, 
It's at 5 p.m. Um, for Pacific Time in North America. It's at 5 p.m. for uh, for the Europe and for Asia. It's at 5 p.m. as well. Uh, it'll be ending on at 5 p.m. I guess for everyone on the 15th. So there, season six will begin about two weeks after. There'll be a two-week break in between. Um, for some reason, we have April 15th down here. Ten or no, oh, two weeks after April 15th. Um, but no set time yet, I don't believe, uh, for exact start date, and that'll be, unless it changed, but that, of course it'll be at, um, showing here, I didn't write this in, but 5pm for all that, I'm not sure, don't quote me on that one. Um, PTR is actually announced yep. that. Did they know? Yeah, it's, um... I haven't looked back up to check. I'm looking at it right now. It's, uh, April, Friday, April 29th, also 5pm. Oh, okay, for the start of the next season? Yep, for everybody. North America, cool. Europe, and Asia. Cool. What do you think about switching to two weeks in between? You think it's better than a week in between for a season? I think it's two weeks is good. Give someone a break, you know, manage their stuff, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, managing their stuff, especially also if you're burnt out by the end of the season, because obviously near the end, everybody's... All right, you gotta dig in, dig in, dig in. So they're playing it a lot at the end of the season. I think it's good. Two weeks is good in case they just got burnt out from playing the crap out of it, and then right. they can just jump into season six and you know get in it, get into it again. Yeah, totally, totally. So um, let's see. We got uh, PTR feedback closing March thirty first. Um, that's a little bit outdated. And see what this one is. This this link I didn't check I could see what this link is um, looks like uh, we got some a blue sticky uh, sticky note it says as we release a patch 2.4 for one draws near we'll be turning our focus from gathering feedback to reviewing bug reports and stress testing as a result the PTR feedback forum will soon be read only okay so that's what that was telling about that the PTR forum was changing to bug report and read only on March 31st, but that's already coming past, so if you didn't know about that, you do probably now. Um, let's see. Is still, you know, if the, the PTR right now, is it open, I think, for Season 6? You can still go in and check it out for Season 6 and 2.4.1, I believe. It's on the PTR right now. Still, yes. I haven't gone on to it, so I don't know. I'm guessing it's still on. It's usually on until either, like, right before... Uh, the season starts or like a couple days before is when they shut it down and they always announce it so but that's always fun PTR is fun guys if you ever have never done a PTR and you want to check it out like use usually uh, you know like a legendary drop rate buff and some other uh, like interesting things so you can like you know level up super fast or get some really cool gear to check out and you know and then you know they really appreciate your feedback so go ahead and you know when you do have a chance to play the, the PTR, because it's, it's basically like letting us have stuff early, you know, um, you know, be appreciative and send in your feedback reports. Okay, uh, update on account linking for Diablo 3 Ultimate Evil Edition. There's a link for that. I'm not sure what that is, but it says on April 26th, the software that currently allows us to link Xbox Live and PlayStation Network accounts to our Battle.net services will be decommissioned. A small number of important changes will take place. Changes include support support for transferring game saves from PlayStation 3 to Xbox One and from Xbox 360 to PlayStation. Uh, wait, okay, this is mixed up. I'm sure I think it's supposed to mean from PlayStation 3 to, to PlayStation 4, and from Xbox 360 to Xbox One, 
will no longer be available for save game. <laughs> okay. Um, support will still be available for transferring saves from 360 to Xbox One and from PlayStation 3 to Okay, I, I'm a little confused by that, but like I said, I didn't do this link. Um, Okie dokie. So it also says in-game items were previously only available to players who were linked their Xbox Live or PlayStation Network accounts to Battle.net will now be available to players without the need to link accounts. So if that's something, this is for a lot of console players, could be interesting to you. The items automatically grant, or the items will automatically be granted on April 26. Um, those items are uh, Signet Ring of Blizzard and Mercy Wings, an Overwatch promotional item. Uh, these changes will become active after a player has updated their game to patch 2.4.1 on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One or 2.0.3a on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. So, yeah. Um, and also, let's see, we got uh, Black Lung the Org posted a video titled Black Lung's Fastest Leveling in Diablo 3, 1 to 70 in 30 seconds. It's a YouTube video, it's on the link for that in the notes. Um, and also, one last uh, little thing that I put in, and like I said, I can go on uh, Diablo.com quick before we stop to make sure there wasn't any last-minute things that I missed that were important for you guys. Uh, but I just want to say that a uh, happy anniversary to Reaper of Souls. Um, uh, let's see. It was there on the 25th, I believe, of March. Um, was was it the two year or Reaper? yeah the two two year anniversary of Reaper of Souls? Anybody that didn't know that it was Reaper of Souls' happy birthday. Wow, it's been out for two years already. So if there is going to be an expansion, guys, speaking of this, I would expect it to be very soon. I think Diablo two or Diablo three vanilla or actually chocolate was out. Wasn't about two years I think before the expansion came. I think so. Might have been three. Know if you can remember. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think if we don't hear about an expansion this year, uh, there won't be one. If, if there is going to be one, we're going to hear about it. Um, and we also haven't heard anything about a BlizzCon for this year, so I'm sure if it's going to happen... Um, wait a minute. Actually, recent articles. Get ready to raid BlizzCon 2016, November 4th and 5th. So it looks like a BlizzCon... Wow, I just saw this. It's confirmed for this year. Let's double click. Let's check this out. This is definitely important for everyone. Wouldn't want to miss this. If it'll pop up. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. My internet's running a little bit slow. So it looks like uh, BlizzCon 2016 is confirmed for November 4th and 5th. Uh, at least to what I see. I'm loading up to see if there's any additional info on it. Let's see. Summon your mounts, open up a portal, and set your course for Southern California at BlizzCon 2016. Blizzard's 10th Epic Gaming Convention Community Celebration is returning to the Anaheim Convention Center on Friday, November 4th and Saturday, November 5th, 2016. Group up with your fellow Blizzard gamers and get ready for a two-day in-depth discussion panels with our developers' hands-on playtime with their latest games, intense esports tournaments featuring top pro gamers from around the world, we hope to you'll, we hope that you'll join us and celebrate 25 years of Blizzard games and you, uh, excuse me, and you the player everywhere that have been helping bring them to life. Uh, let's see, 2016 tickets uh, will go on sale in two batches on Wednesday, April 20th at 7 p.m. Uh, PT and Saturday, April 23rd at 10 a.m. Uh, PT, so Pacific time, through the online ev event ticketing service, universally priced at. 
$199 each plus ethical taxes and fees and check out the Blizzard ticket webpage for all the, deca- or, uh, all the details. Uh, we're also planning a special pre-BlizzCon benefit dinner in the, uh, the evening of Thursday, November 3rd in support of Children's Hospital of Orange County where guests will have a chance to raise a glass and geek out with the Phelps Arts community, team representatives, and other members of the Blizzard family. Tickets go on sale Wednesday, April 27th at 7 p.m. Priced at $750 each, and attendance will be limited. Visit the charity ticket page for more information. Of course, you also got your virtual ticket and goodie bag coming soon. If you can't make it to the show in person, don't fret. You'll be able to participate in your 10th BlizzCon from the comfort of your own home with your virtual ticket. And more information on that um, will be announced at a later date. Which, which, which you know, what's going to be in the goodie bag? You know, because they always give out, you know, uh, Tarstone cards, mounts for uh, World of Warcraft, you know, Diablo wings, maybe or a, a pet. Who knows? We'll see. Hope for something cool. So, Dylan, now that you know that there's, I don't know if you already knew or not, that there was going to be BlizzCon this year. I didn't until just now. Um, are you excited? Do you think we'll hear anything about Diablo this year, or is it going to be another one-panel Diablo year? I really hope not. <laughs> I, I really hope not as well. Honestly, I I have not heard anything about it. This is my first time hearing as well as you. Uh, I, I really hope there's more than just one panel for Diablo. I think they will. I mean, I know they've got a lot on their plate, you know, with uh, World of Warcraft, um expansion yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah the world of warcraft expansion and uh, overwatch coming out but i don't think they would uh, i mean years overwatch is going to be out by that time I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm pretty sure the dlc for uh for world of, world of warcraft will be out by then too so hopefully by that time they'll have they'll make room on their plate to bring in more of diablo maybe uh maybe even receive big news about it uh, like a DLC reveal for that, if there's going to be one, or um, maybe fingers crossed for a, a mention of a Diablo 4, even hinting towards it. Though, so, you know, I, it, I don't think years before that would happen. Yeah, I, I don't, I absolutely don't think there'll be a Diablo 4 announced. Um, I'm almost 100% positive. If we get anything when it relates to another game of Diablo, it'll be an expansion for Reaper of, or uh, to Diablo 3 uh, past Reaper of Souls. The reason I think that is uh, Diablo 3 just hasn't, it's got it's still, honestly we're still getting more, we're still practically, basically fixing the game to make it better and better. Um, we're only on season 6, we're, you know, it's 2 years in 2 years, two years in, it ain't that far for a game um, if we get I think if we get a uh, if we're gonna if they're gonna go directly onto Diablo 4, um, there's a possibility that you know in the somewhat near future maybe they could announce it I guess, but I don't foresee it like something like that like a full on new game coming out for a few years from now. Um, if even if they announce it, you know like say Diablo 4 got announced this year hypothetically, which I, I don't foresee happening, probably wouldn't come out until like 2018, 2020, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, so, oh yeah. Given Blizzard's um, background with that, right? But, and I, 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 to me, I feel like they're just getting this. I'd rather have them tweak and get this going, and maybe put another one last expansion in. Which, um, you know, when Diablo three was originally announced, they said it was going to be two expansions. And yes, they could have easily changed that because they've done so much with Diablo three. But I think there's still so much room for improvement on Diablo three. Tell you the truth, that um, 
if they're gonna do anything they should do an expansion but who knows we haven't heard anything for a long time about like you know what's going on in the really deep ends of the games i know they, like you said they got overwatch to deal with other games but you know every area has its own group so i mean the other people got the other people overwatch has their overwatch people it's not like they're taken away from so That's they're still in and diablo hired a whole bunch of new stuff so something is going on with Diablo. They're hiring a whole bunch of new art people or something like that, if I remember right. Um, uh, Jed and Brazier knew more about that, per se, than I did, but uh, I know when they were they were looking for hiring not that long ago for... Uh, I'd have to look what it was all for. Uh, look it up. I'd have to go back in the archives and check it out, but um, they were hiring Diablo team for, you know, new projects in the Diablo world and stuff, so, you know, who knows? I thought it was something like a... Uh... Uh, like story. story writing or something, yeah, something yep. story related. Um, honestly, the what I what, what I'm really hoping for, I don't know if it be announced in BlizzCon or whatever. Uh, what I'm really hoping for is, I, I hope there is another DLC that comes out because I I really don't think where the where the story left off is. I mean, it, it's perfectly fine, but it's it's just not finished. The I mean. Okay. The world is just, I mean, it's pretty much reset. I mean, all now all the Prime Evils uh, are released again. Um, there's also, uh, I think it was mentioned in an earlier episode as well, that, I mean, after the damage that Malthael caused, I mean, the human race and, like, the, the Nephilim and whatnot, there's not many people left to defend against the Prime Evils. So, I mean, why the primevals wouldn't take advantage of that, I don't know. So, there's got to be something afterwards. Right, right, exactly. So, I mean, to me, I actually felt like when Diablo, when Reaper Souls came out, the story itself kind of almost felt like filler, almost like uh, character development, filler, and adding more to the story instead of finishing or like explaining stuff that I wanted to know about. So I kind of feel like, you know, they added more so that they could go a certain route. But I don't know. There's so many different... I've had so many different theories on how stuff could turn out or be. And I don't know. We'll see. That's... that'll. I mean, we, we, we get into this, we'll go for hours. You know, yeah. we've had these conversations so many times. Until I... Until I, 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 like, almost have made a vouch to, like, not do this conversation again. Um... At least on Cherry Soulstone until like we get an announcement that something's gonna be there, and then we're gonna start going crazy on it again. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's um, that's understandable, <laughs> definitely. Right. So, um, question for you, Dylan. Um, like I said, I did have you on the show for a couple certain reasons. Um, I'm glad you're here with us. One thing, reason I had you on the show is you emailed i think it was like the first time you emailed we've made a few mentions about like you know your, your stepdad and how you played diablo with um i'm not i'm not saying you got to tell that whole story or anything like that but i i have a similar situation where like you know i became very very close with my brother-in-law we weren't like really close or anything and, and when it comes to diablo 2 um but if you wanted to touch on that a little bit, I was kind of interested, in, and since you're here on on your point of view, talking to you a little bit about it, because that's like something I had so in common. And it's one of the biggest reasons I wanted to have you on talking about it, because I, I, I like I was really like kind of touched and stuff by your story. So um, anyone who doesn't know it or didn't doesn't remember the email or anything like that, uh, maybe you could touch on it a little bit if you don't mind, if, if that's okay with you. 
But if yeah, you know your wife, then we don't have to. But yeah, because I've always wanted to kind of... I almost wish I knew what episode that email was from so I could check it out or find it and like kind of go over it again. But I'm sure you'll know what... You know the story by heart, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I... If I had a few minutes, I could tell you what episode it is. I actually saved it on my podcast, saying Podcast Republic is the app I list I use. But uh, anywho, um, yeah, I don't mind touching on it. I guess I can give a quick rundown on exactly what happened. Well, uh, make so, a long story short because you yeah, yeah. I told it before. Yeah, back when I was young, I was uh, still now huge into games but back then i was even more so huge hardcore gamer that's where all of my time went and my stepdad and i really didn't have anything in common we didn't have anything to go off of so i mean he was cool never had a problem with each other we just kind of you know kept our distance or whatever do do what guys do so uh but one day he comes home with the game with diablo one and uh Starts talking to me about it. I get really interested, and um, we we booted up on his computer, old computer. I think it was running 98 or Windows 2000, um, and we start playing. Ever since that that first moment, I I got obviously addicted to it. But uh, uh, to make this shorter, essentially we plowed through that game. Got into Diablo 2, plowed through as far as it as far into it as we could before that computer mm-hmm. crashed, and then we went back to Diablo 1 and played that for years and years. Well, um, so it basically brought you guys like together. You know, it gave you something to talk about, and you know, it's and the reason. I mean, like I said, and then everyone that wants to know more, like I said, then go back to the old episode or listen to your emails and stuff like that. Um, the reason I, I felt so in common with it and wanted to talk and share with you is because I didn't have a very good relationship like with my brother-in-law. I mean, I was friends with him, but I was, you know, really young. Um, like, at first, I had an old... I'm the youngest of three siblings. My sister is the oldest, and she married. Obviously, that's where my brother-in-law comes into play. But, like, I, you know, was the, the young kid. I always thought he was just the coolest person in the world because he was, like, you know, older and dated my sister, and I liked him a lot because he liked the same stuff I did. Uh, but I had nothing to really talk to him about. Uh, but then, like, one time I was playing Diablo 2 in my room, and, like, you know, the adults are always doing this or that, and he, he like, watched me play for a minute and kind of got intrigued by it, so we started talking. Eventually I got him to play the game, and then, you know, all my story, to make it short, we got together and became so close over playing this game together. So it really reminded me of my own situation, how, you know, like an awesome relationship came from something so simple as a video game you know yeah yeah so i always i just think those kind of stories are really really cool and like they they inspire me a lot you know and i i think they're awesome so like just hearing other people's you know ways that diablo has touched them i mean yes there's other games that have touched other people but you know this is my game this i think is cool so like hearing other people that have had the same experience is awesome you know Oh yeah, yeah. I I think it's really awesome that uh, same same thing from my point of view. I, I you're the only other person I've met that has had a similar story. I mean, I'm I know there's more out there, but right. I, I exactly. haven't really same had the here. option to hear it. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's why when I, I heard yours, I was like, I want to talk to this person. You know what I mean? Just just because of that story. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's totally different situations. It's your, you know, stepfather's, you know, it's way obviously different. It's my brother-in-law, like, you know, it, completely different situation. But yet really similar. So I thought that, I just wanted you to know that I thought it was an awesome story. Like, and when I was listening to it, it just totally reminded me of my life, you know. And I thought it was really, really, really cool. So I just wanted you to know that. And that's one of the reasons I had you on, too. So I thought it would yeah, be really cool. You and you, yep. And you did seem intrigued about the show. And I, there's a lot of people that are probably, you know, I've had a lot of people ask me to be on the show. I've had a lot of people that, you know, I'm sure it would be interesting to have on the show. So anybody out there that's like, oh, um, I've this guy emailed once and you had him on the show with the blah blah just in case there's i you know i i don't think anyone in our community is like that but just in case you know it it's just a random pick like i said because it's his email intrigued me and like i said i also want to make community shows have more community members on the show as guests so i just kind of started here and i was very happy like that you seemed intrigued you've been emailing the show you've been putting a lot of effort in I thought it'd be really cool to have you on, and I was happy with how excited you were. Like when I saw an email, I said, "Holy crap!" It almost made me feel like starstruck for a second because, like, you were excited to come on the show with me. It's like I'm not anybody important, <laughs> you know. I don't. <laughs> well, too. Yeah, I have a lot of listeners like talk us up with it. It's crazy to me. Like I don't foresee myself as anything special. It's not like I'm a. I'm not a pro at the game. I'm not anything. You know, I, we do the show and stuff, and we talk and we have fun. But I have so many listeners come out and they're like all excited just to play a game with me, and it's like, wow, that's weird. I mean, when I went to BlizzCon, I had somebody asked me for my freaking autograph. I was like, who am I? You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. You know, I was like, yeah, because you know we're doing a show. It's like, okay, cool. But you know, I guess you know to the fan, it's a whole different situation. You know, they, it's like me. I have fans. Like, I, I love the Adam Carolla podcast, and when I went and saw Carolla, I was like starstruck. I'm sure he thinks of himself as just a normal guy what's so popular about him you know what i mean but yeah. you know to everybody else you're kind of like you know whatever so yeah i mean yeah. To, to all of us to all of us you know normal listeners out there it, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. i mean it's it's not only that oh we we look up at you as you know something um more than what you are it's just mm-hmm. what you what you guys have done what you guys have stood for and accomplished just by bringing the community together uh like you have with the shattered soulstone that is i mean it's to be applauded i mean it's not i mean i'm not trying to say anything bad like not uh i don't want to say oh well you're not a celebrity but, uh, no, no. At the same time. I'm saying I don't feel like I am any kind of celebrity, but sometimes <laughs> you get starstruck when people act like you are. Is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we like me, Jen and Bridget. We've always, all three of us, and like even Nevik and stuff. We've always thought that was just so cool, you know, um, because like we don't think of ourselves like anything important, you know. But when someone's like excited to talk to you, it, it makes you feel good. So it, it's really cool, and I'm glad that everyone likes the show, or not everyone, but a lot of people enjoy the show. I love my my listeners because they they seem like they're everyone's willing to speak out and say good things and you know 
uh, I've done other shows where there's a lot of, I, you know, I podcast before, and there's been a lot of trolls, and there's people that, you know, you gotta love it when you get into a community where there's tons of people that like to say, ah, oh, you crap, you blah, 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 you know, and, and talk their smack, like, who cares, like, why do you even bother wasting your time, you know you're a 13 year old kid when you're doing that, but anyway, I just, you know, I just like to say, like, I, we all, and I, I'm speaking for Jen and for Bridget, Everybody, we we so much appreciate appreciate you listeners. Um, when I, I mean, we've recently checked out our numbers on downloads and listeners, and like I can't believe how many. I mean, I'm not saying we have a ton, but the, I'm just I'm surprised at even the amount that we get. And I just want to thank everyone. I thank my community members, thank my listeners, thank um, you, Dylan, for being on the show. Thank you, Jesse, for on the show. Anyone in the past has been on the show. Anyone will be on the show in the future. My co-hosts, Jen and Brasia. Um, my former co or former host and I think everybody you know I appreciate all you guys and that's why I want to do uh, continue doing the show and um, meet people because to me finding out integrity of someone or someone that has integrity in this world is more worth than winning a million dollars or something like that you know because it's so hard to find um, I, I, you know, I'm, I, I got the mindset that 90% of the world is narcissistic and, you know, just don't even want to look at them, right? Yeah, um, I, I agree. So finding 10% of good people out there is, is awesome, and, you know, and a lot of people, you know, and really, I mean, the real 10%, not the, not the 90%, the ones in there mixed in with that 90% that fake that they're cool and then talk smack behind your back, but, you know, the real true people out there and, You'd be surprised how much you can, yeah, you know, just because we've known that all of us never, you know, I mean, some of us has, but not all of us haven't met in person or anything like that. You really can learn, if you can really know someone just by talking to them and get to know them, that's pretty, that's, there's something to be said about that. It's pretty crazy. I mean, when I, when I met, you know, Jesse that was on earlier, I knew the second I met him in, in real life that we were going to click. I mean, it didn't even didn't even bounce or it didn't even cross my mind. It's like we met each other and you know for the first time, same with Navik and me, and it's like, oh, we're it's like we've known each other for years, you know. It's the first time we're meeting and we're we're talking and hanging out like we've known each other for years. You know what I mean? So it, yeah. it's just crazy. And I've met people like that in Diablo history. Like um, in my Diablo two stages, I actually met someone that I played for like six years and. You know, we ended up like visiting once a year, and I still visit once a year, or so. It's like to one of each other's houses and stuff. And he lives across the world, you know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I just like to say that. But yeah, anyway, I appreciate all you guys. I thank you for being on the show and everything like that. Um, I hope the listeners and everyone is happy because let's see, our call is going on four hours and thirty-five minutes. Does it feel like it's been that long? <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> very very long so before my editor dis- kills me though um, and you know me and you can talk all night if you want but before my editor wants to destroy me and I get uh, never get uh, let to host the show on my own ever again <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to close out the show unless you have anything else you want to say plug or comment about before I do that Dylan um, any other media anything anything at all you want to want to do before i would stop so i'm not cutting you off sure i'll come up with something sure all right i got one thing uh 
for um, as far as audiobooks go, a friend of mine showed me one recently. It's called Ready Player One. It is by far the best book I've ever listened to or read or how, whatever you want to say. Um, it is incredible, especially if, um, with all the gamers out there. It is... Uh, there are no words to describe it. It is absolutely phenomenal. So if, uh, if you guys are looking to, for something to read or something to listen to, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's called Ready Player One. Awesome. Okay. Um, where can uh, where can other listeners find you? What's your what is your gamer tag on um, Diablo? Where can they find you, or how can they add you, or link up with you in game? <laughs> All right, you can find me. At, um, my tag is Westbertilio with a V in front of it. Uh, hashtag one one eight nine. You okay. can find me in the Shattered Soulstone clan and in the community as well. Um, and I'm if I'm online, every anybody is more than welcome to talk to me at any point in time. And I'll help you with anything you need help with. I'm more than happy to awesome. help anybody play. It's fun. Okay. Sounds great. For me, for my other media, same as always, guys. You don't need me to go into it. Play some Hearthstone. Uh, watch my Dragon Ball Super every week. <laughs> Love it. The show is getting so good. Anyone else who ever wants to talk about it with me, go ahead. But that's about it for my other media. So, that being said, I am going to go ahead and close out the show. You have been listening to episode 116 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at ShatteredSoulstone.com. Want to join us in-game? Join our in-game community aptly named Shattered Soulstone. Feel free to uh, post short missives up on the community board and join the chat channel to talk with other folks from the community in-game as well as our community forums and you can get to those by going to shatteredsoulstone.com and clicking the forums uh, button on the top of the website this show is powered by you the listener so send your contributions thoughts questions and feedback to show at shatteredsoulstone.com or any of those other emails i gave earlier in the show um mine anybody contact us uh, we'll get back to you. Uh, we love Twitter. Come join us. Tweet us. Uh, you can find the show Twitter at Shatter Soulstone. I am at Lantonio. Jen is at Queen of Haiku. Brazia is at D underscore Brazia. Um, Dylan, do you have a, a... Do you use Twitter? No, I do not, actually. Okay. Um, well, in that case, um, you can't find Dylan on Twitter. Maybe someday. <laughs> but, no, maybe uh, someday. <laughs> you can find him on, on, uh, in the game. So... Um, maybe on the forums or something you can post something and get a hold of them there too uh, anyway we'd like to extend a huge thank you to Madros at Dawn Fort Forge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show and you can find more from uh, the Dawn Forge at thedawnforge.com thank you for listening until next time from all here at Shara Stolstone and Westbertilio keep on keep it on uh, what? <laughs> this is yeah. where you get to say something crazy like Brazier does <laughs> oh, um, oh god oh i didn't have anything ready um uh you fail oh, fail no, ruin the whole no. show start over oh man oh, no. it. never uh, back cool, up. Cool. you were doing so good button, right <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for listening to this presentation of Dawn Forge Productions, copyright 2016. Find us online at thedawnforge.com.